Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie. Our movie this week is Blade Runner, the final cut, that 2007 remaster one they did. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blow your press play. Press pause when the Lad Company logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black. Press pause. And the second I'll say three, two, one, unpause. Which one offers play? You'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentaries before friends in your heads. Those friends of myself. Oh, ah, damn, so close. Wow. Those friends this week. Are myself as always. Teague Christie, my friend. Brian William Fenifter. Greetings. Chloe, Chloe Z. Zimmerman. Howdy. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. He's malfunctioning. So holy crap, you guys. It's Blade Runner. Um, this is one of those movies that it's a it's a big old staple of, of sci-fi culture. I grew up knowing about it. I didn't grow up watching it. And I managed to make it until like I was 22, 23 without seeing it. And then when I saw it, you know, five or six years, four or five years ago, I strongly hated it. Like disliked mm-hmm. it, was agitated, didn't want to talk <laughs> about it. Fuck Blade Runner. And I hadn't watched it since then. So I was like, oh God, oh God, oh God. I really, please, yeah. I hope I'm cool now. And I just, <laughs> I, I watched it last night and I absolutely over the moon loved it. There like I'm almost, I'm almost certain this is the coolest movie that's ever happened. Well, it turns you out you were just an asshole. Yeah. yeah. yeah like, please, Jesus, enter my heart and allow me to appreciate Blade Runner the way I was meant to. <laughs> no, I know. And it's weird because I wonder if what it is, I, I've, I've, in the last, in the intervening 12 hours, you guys, uh, come up with this theory that I think Blade Runner might be the perfect um, introductory art film for people where once they've got like hmm. the sort of the Indiana Joneses and the Star Warses and the Back to the Futures is down pat you got Jaws you got you know how the movie game works you like those kinds of movies and now it's time to start introducing you to weird expressionist shit and some lyrical stuff and say hey, you know what you have to pay attention maybe otherwise the movie so will just much the happy ending yeah. hero wins you'll get kind of scared a little bit uh, disturbed with this movie it, it's like this yeah. is the perfect movie for like all right 14 year old kid who's into this kind of thing come on I know that you're into these other movies. This is a prettier version of those movies already. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the coolest looking thing you've ever seen in your life. And you're not going to know how to feel. You're going to be kind of confused a little bit the first time you watch it. It might make you feel uneasy. It doesn't wrap it up in a bow like you're used to. But just it's that's okay. The director is doing that on purpose. Let that wash over you <laughs> yeah. and kind of fall into it. And if someone just held the hand of every weird, nerdy 14-year-old Teague or other person in the world while that happened, I believe we'd have more interesting <laughs> yeah. culture. And It'll now, like when I, after I got Blade Runner last night, I finally understood why Paul hates Star Wars and shit. Like the entire thing <laughs> yeah. fell into place. I'm like, oh, we yeah. could have a culture. I it, get it now. We could have more of this yeah. and, and fewer of those other things. It's, it's beautiful. It's a hell of an accomplishment. It's lyrical. It's pretty. I've only seen the Final Cut version. Trey's only seen the theatrical I've cut version. The- Brian's only seen serial and that's weird because it's fucking audio only so I don't know what the hell is going on but uh, I, I loved it and it was last night it was challenging and interesting and fascinating and cool and you know as beautiful as it ever was and I just bought me a blurry of it and it's a high quality master that I'm excited to look at now Brian what's your history with Blade Runner um, I had seen it at some point what I was assuming would have been the theatrical cuts um, I I like it okay so I I think it's a very good movie. It's certainly a gorgeous, gorgeous film, especially the final cut and the kind of the remastering that they did to it to create the final cut. Uh, I think it's a excellent movie itself. It's certainly a tonal, you know, it's um, uh, it puts its hand in the concrete of like this is this is what the, a, a world like this could look like, and it's a great aesthetic, cornerstone uh, of world building. Yeah, it's a beautiful uh, world that's been built, uh, and the movie itself is good. There's a lot of like nice amb- ambiguity, and especially in the final cuts. Um, I, d- but so I I like this movie. I do not extend to the point where 
uh, this is like some cinematic version of the Talmud where we have to like look at every <laughs> tiny little detail and and pull apart each thread to figure out whether Deckard really is replicant or not. I, I don't get to that level of it. I kind of think getting to that level is mostly bullshit and it's people reading into things. Um, so I'm going, I'm probably going to shit on this in some respects because I'm shitting on that extent of it. Sure. But don't let that, you know, make you think that I don't like this movie because I do, or that I don't think it's, you know, amazing in the ways that it's amazing like sure visually and world building and i don't know how movie. i don't know how the old edits were constructed so i don't know maybe if this question mattered more to previous versions of the of the audience but last night when i was watching this for effectively the first time uh the is he or is he not a replicant thing like didn't yeah. matter kind of at all like it i was like, yeah, it's no. like i don't give a shit really that didn't occur to anyone until 10 years after this movie was made it also yeah. doesn't <laughs> matter like, it doesn't yeah so chloe uh blade runner yeah blair runner <clears throat> I was a big sci-fi nerd as a kid. Philip K. Dick was one of my favorite authors. Um, I honestly do not remember if I saw this movie or read the short story first. Mm-hmm. Could not tell you. Um, but you would have seen this movie as a young person? Uh, probably like this, by this the time I was 13 or 14. That was just huh. the kind of thing I did. This movie would have um, scared the ever-living shit out of me if I was 13 or 14. You were really easy to scare. Yeah. I'm still really um, easy to scare. <laughs> Sorry, go. That's Boom. true. Uh, <laughs> I just learned so much with. Did you just <laughs> burn yourself and then other people? It happens more often than what you might think. <laughs> yeah, it's a defense mechanism. It's like reactive armor. So I'm assuming that you are a fan of the the uh, film Blade Runner. I like this movie a lot. Um, it retains the kind of dream quality that a lot of the Philip K. Dick narrative has, and the kind of like. Weird trippiness. Yeah, the kind of trippiness while still... I respect the fact that you can't just make a straight-up movie of Philip K. Dick books because they're often kind of stream of consciousness and about the feelings of the people involved. And the thing that I love about Philip K. Dick is there's no... He has absolutely zero respect for your hero's journey bullshit. He does not care. Sure. He is not into your three-act anything if a character has learned something by um, the end then fuck him <laughs> yeah or or not like there's arcs but it's not sure you, there's no foreshadowing that means what you think it means and there's no like you have no idea what reality you're actually in and on a scale of george lucas to david lynch he's somewhere halfway in between or closer to he's lynch way he's way closer, closer to lynch he's way closer to lynch yeah. it's um it's the only author where I can totally accept, and it was all a dream, because they wake <laughs> up to some weird reality where they were actually in a spaceship plugged into something else that, you know... A reality a, machine. A reality machine, and the spaceship's diving into a star, so they do this to, like, spend the time. <laughs> they woke and, up to find out that they were all going to die right now. And, and the and story was actually a parable about how they relate to each other in the world of the ship, and... Copyright 1961, go fuck yourself, crib death. Yeah. So, it's... <laughs> <laughs> what? It's just that's the. It's all a dream, and then you wake up, and it's oh, it was a horrible yeah. nightmare. No, and then you were having a dream in no even worse world, and that's the end of the book. And go to go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Good night. No, huh, that's delightful. I'm I sure. have not. I don't think I've read any PKD. I read some of it's less weird than that. Oh, some of it's more weird than that. Trey, are you a, a sci-fi person in general? 
Uh, yeah, well, I dabble. Yeah. I uh, I mess around with it. Sure. You know, I, I didn't see. I didn't pick. I didn't peg you as a sci-fi. I know. Guy. I I mean, I know that you know the, it's the cowboy boots and the fringe. You obviously go country western guy yeah. all the way. Right. I know you so get that. That is Gene Autry. Yeah, but you got that sheriff thing that, going. Yeah. So. yeah. Ooh, a cowboy Longmire. needs a horse. Yeah, I get the. It's, you know, because I'm all about the Longmire. Um, Will the circle? Is there a question, or should I just uh, start talking? Uh, so, you're uh, going to ask me about uh, what, the, the question. I would assume you're going to ask, counselor, is uh, you know. So, what's my history with Blade Runner? Yes. Um, it, I'll it, allow it. Yeah, when, okay. when did you meet the? Uh, <laughs> when the did you first uh, meet the suspect? Um, <clears throat> I saw this. I believe I saw this movie in the Cinerama Dome. One of the few uh, movies I've actually seen in the Cinerama Dome. Nice. Um, for reals. Uh, the yeah, it's a movie that came out, and it was kind of like okay, well, you know, the Hollywood after this whole Star Wars thing, uh, you know, is such a big deal that the Hollywood starting to make these kind of movies. Hooray! Finally, my whole life I've been waiting for them to do this. Um, this one, uh, and I remember actually remember the the reaction of my date for the evening more than I can remember my own reaction. But her reaction, I think, is kind of appropriate. Um, her reaction was she didn't like it very much. And and uh, upon discussion of why she didn't like it, it's like, well, because Harrison Ford wasn't funny or charming or roguish or, or boyish or, or anything. anything. Yeah. So, you know, for her, it was the subversion of the expectations of what a Harrison Ford movie was going to be like. I think he's super sexy and brooding and she can go to hell. Well, yeah, we know a lot. Of, we've learned a lot about you. <laughs> and just her know. name was but, Kate Capshaw. Yeah, but the idea is, that, you know, this again, putting this in historical context, this is post-Empire and yeah, pre, is, uh, pre-Jedi. pre yeah. um, You know, it was the Harrison Ford movie that, right after Raiders, that yeah. summer. And uh, yeah. None of his yeah. shots were was from Emp- the hip. Like, like two years ago was, was, was Empire. Last year was Raiders and then this year is this. Exactly. So He was having like a Will Smith chunk there in the 1980s. Yeah, so you're expecting, you know, okay, oh, it's that guy. It's the, so, it's the Harrison, Harrison and Ford then, movie this you know, Not only just, for, you know, so that was her reaction. She, you know, she vetoed it for the, the Harrison Ford reaction. For me, the whole movie, my reaction to the whole movie was more or less like that. Not that I hated it, but more it was just kind of like, it kind of hit me like, wow, that I was leaning left and it came at me from the right and I'm not really sure what just happened just there. That was weird as hell. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little dizzy and a little disoriented and not really sure what was going on. Um... And I might want to go there again. It was, uh, <laughs> was kind of like, I just don't know how I feel I about it. I need time yet. to process yeah, it. It's, it's, weird. it's a weird movie. I literally that's... needed time to kind of go, I don't even know if I like that movie yet. But wow, that was a lot of it going on. And That's and... the feeling that anything made by Philip K. Dick should always feel like. So there you go. So like, I was... I... Whoa, did I was not right see that in, coming. Right in the zone. So so yeah, I mean, it was just one of those like, I think this is fascinating. and I, But it's not like, most things that are being made and I'm not really sure. So yeah, I didn't really quite know what I was getting into either. Yeah. And it took a while and, and just over the intervening years, it's, it's, I, because of culturally, I mean, my reaction was all very similar to most of the world's reaction. It was kind of like, what? You know, it's like, like, yeah, I get it. I totally get it. The guy who made okay. the guy who made Alien, and okay, that was a good, solid, you know, thriller about a monster. And then the guy from Star Wars, awesome. You know, mm-hmm. oh, this ought to be a, a fun romp. And then you kind of go, <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, God bless them for doing what they did, and for for obviously setting a huge standard for that we're still living under nowadays. Oh, and yeah. that's not bad. Um, you could do worse than be the art designer of Blade Runner, exactly, and and or the cinematographer. We'll get into that, but the. The um, it's it's over the years I've like come to like okay yeah I, I get that movie and I get that it wasn't trying to make me get it it was like here's a thing eat it swallow it you'll like it um, it's right. good for you and as a result I I also have paid little to no attention to any of the further iterations where now it's become this thing uh, where you have to keep reexamining it and questioning it and it was like uh, yeah I was there when it first happened and I'm done. Um, 
I like watching it. I certainly enjoy watching it. Uh, and this will be interesting because whatever version we're seeing is going to be something I've never seen before. So there's going to be moments that I'm going to go, oh, well, that's new. I've never seen that before. Um, so that'll certainly be be interesting. Um, yeah, and the, if, if you don't have the right cut, you're going to miss it. But in this version of the edit, Harrison Ford's dong plays the part of Harrison Ford for the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. He's got a little well, hat on, a little trench that, coat. For that, I didn't see He's that despondent coming. the whole time. So, so as a scar. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lion. Okay. So anyway, uh, just let me get out of here so we can start doing this. I, so, yeah, I mean, this will be interesting to sort of see a different version and certainly probably a prettier version than I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, and I think it's I think it's a great movie. And it's, it's like some of the other movies we do. It's like, well, you don't have to love it, but you should damn well watch it. Oh, yeah. At least to understand if you want to be a movie person, this is one of the movies you should probably watch. I cannot so let's tell watch. you how fucking excited I was to like this movie last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it I'm is something cool. I've been giving him shit about for a while. And, and, and if Mike was here, he'd he'd, be, he'd have the. I know he and I were on the same page before. I don't know if he would ha- if he would like it if he saw it again now or not. But whatever. Hey, you're at the beginning. You're at the part where the Lad Company logo has faded to black. Like we are here. It's the final cut. 2007. Uh, put your finger on the button. Three, two, one. Um, pause. And what's weird is one of the things I was I was telling Chloe about my theory about how every 14 year old possible future weirdo, one of us, mm-hmm. uh, who's good, like. We, when you're when you're leading them by the hand into like the den like all right this is going to weird you out and it's just a weird movie it's okay <laughs> one of the things you want to say is if ever you get confused if ever you find yourself not exactly sure why that scene happened and now this scene is happening and what the what the meaning is from going to this one to that one just literally say it out loud and you'll immediately go oh okay now i get it because when you actually just look at it on paper the things that are happening in sequence at least in this cut i don't know about what the one Trey saw but it's like it's almost as straightforward as an episode of Law and Order. It just has lost all of the little like chirons that say, "Here's where he's going now," and the doom mm. doom, and that's all. Brooklyn, dun, right? Dun. Exactly. But other than that, Especially it's literally he looks version, at a clue, he follows the clue, he goes to the next scene, and then you see how that hands. Does this version not have the famous narration? It does. That, it does not have any. Well, narration. that's what the narration was for. It was like I figured I better go have a chat with so and so to oh. get me straightened out. That, that's the first version. Yeah. Has that? Never saw that. Uh, yeah. yeah, I can see how they would have gone with that choice because if they found themselves in the position where it's like. People don't get this, and it's a noir. Let's do narration. I get how that would have made sense, but I also loved it the way I saw it. So whatever. But if you find it, I it was weird because I kept rewatching scenes last night, going, "I think I missed something," and the answer was, "No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't." It's just that you're used to scenes spoon feeding you <clears throat> the arrow out of the scene more than this movie does. This which movie I, doesn't give you the button on the way out. Which I think is the explanation for why they jammed the narration into it because yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. weren't the only one to have just, that yeah. reaction. Just so you can go, so I'm probably going to go talk to that guy yeah. at the place. Do you think that's a failure of editing or failure of the script? I don't think it's a necessarily... Not, not like a failure, sure, sure, sure. but... Like, I, I won't go all pedantic on you, but I, it, that's a failure of the script. That's a it's an establishing engagement thing. Editing could fix it. Voiceover can fix it. But in this particular case... I mean, obviously the movie worked. People talk about it like it's the Velvet Underground, but um, I like the effect it has of being, it's almost more vignettes. It's more dreamlike. And what's weird is the movie this reminds me of the most is Fear and Loathing. Fear and Loathing is a movie where it's a similar, like it's kind of hard to follow the arrow to the next scene, arrow to the next scene. It just sort of pulls you through it. And it's, it's this weird sort of druggy feeling dreamlike thing that just kind of happens and it starts very watchably and it just sort of spirals into this thing where you're not even sure how long you've been watching it by the time the movie ends and it never seems to have a stop or like reasonable chapter bookend point anywhere in the middle of the storytelling and it's the same thing where since you're not really engaged 
or at least as clearly engaged. The with, Romney administration. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> with, Four years into the Romney administration. With the, with the A to B to C to B to E. Uh, you just sort of find yourself. Personal slave robots. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to wrap it up. Dude, you, since you don't find yourself on that string of A to B to C to D to E, uh, you just find yourself like running down the hill trying not to eat shit for the entire movie. And it's just this weird, slidey, drug-induced atmosphere of a movie. Uh, and it's awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you're right in the sense that there's, it's not actually that you know complicated or esoteric when you're just. It feels looking like at it. it is, but it's, it's not. It feels like it is, but that's coming from the aesthetic, from the world, uh, the world building that's been done. If you act, if you actually strip away the you know atmosphere, literal and figurative, yeah, uh, it's it's straightforward. It's just that yeah, it's not like you don't have those like on the nose lines of like I better go talk to Jerry now. Right. Yeah. And it's very poetic, just the way it's made and the way it's shot and the way kind of... Because like any robot movie, we can't deal with it not being about what does it mean to be human. So here we are. We're familiar Um, with this. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Yes, this is ground that has been trod before. Yeah. This is like... This This is is such a cool way to start this movie. So this is inherent vice without just in space. That's what's going on. Sure. Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet. Well, don't bother. Those really huge fans, they have them at like Home Depot and shit too. They always scare the hell out of me. Here's a, here's a weird apropos of nothing, but it's one of my few connections to this movie. This fella here, which is also talking about the coldest of cold openings, it's like, who's this guy? Doesn't matter, he'll be dead pretty soon. Right. Um, <laughs> this is basically just a footnote before the movie starts. Yeah, although, you know, although it, this isn't going to be one of the versions where he actually isn't dead and we see him later, is it? That's never actually... We do see him later. That Okay, so this version... Oh, no, we don't see Cigarette Man later. We see the... The, the well, we see, of course, we, we see, see Leon guy. later, but yeah. it's like yeah. there, there is a version, yeah. there's a scene where this guy actually didn't get killed. He, he's referenced. He says, you know, he's okay as long as no one unplugs him. There was a scene in which he Deckard went to talk to him, and this guy had more had more scenes um, where he's in intensive care and life support and blah blah blah, and picks up a clue there. I don't know if that's made it into yeah. any of these versions, but yeah. that's a, that's if, it has. if I recall correctly, he dies here in a second. Yeah, yeah. well, it, well it's a, it, he's not dead because he is mentioned later. It's like I thought so no, and so was doing the, it. Yeah, no, in the book, he's okay as long as no one unplugs him. No. Yeah, in, but, in, in the book, it's uh, this is a guy that he's taking over for. Usually, Deckard doesn't yeah. take cases. Anyway, my point is your connection not, to that guy. Not long after this movie came out, uh, when I was working at the Bob. Your marionette theater, and we would stand at the door and take tickets. This guy came with his family, and I immediately geeked out. And I was like, "Not the replicant, but the test taker." Yeah, the the the, uh, the Blade Runner. And so I uh, I was like, uh, "Are you just from Blade Runner?" And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's yeah." Hi, <laughs> yeah. hello, Hello, dork. Nice yeah. ponytail. Okay. And, Can we uh, hang out after the show? No, I, not at all. Please and go I told away. him. I told him. I you know specifically told him. I don't know what other geeky stuff I may have said to him, but I specifically said to him. I was just fascinated by the way he chain stoked that cigarette where it's like where he does that d- double inhale yeah yeah and i'm yeah. like dude it's just like you're Isn't working that, that weird, spotlight like, french inhale or something yeah like the, the french inhale American is where you ex- exhale it out your mouth and back up in your nose yeah, yeah but, something um, creepy no but he does the he does the suck on the out like the, the overhand and then he does the underhand yeah yeah <laughs> and it's like he just he's give me a cigarette lung, and i'll build and then a he gets whole the right scene around it yeah yeah but anyway, so I, I got to chat with him. He just passed away a couple of years ago. But uh, Lung cancer. Yeah, Who knew? Uh, uh, no, no, But really. um, probably, maybe, I have no maybe. idea. But anyway, but I had, I had a lovely conversation with this fella, so I always remember him. Who was nice him. enough to treat so, you like a human. Exactly. Don't you have a... To acknowledge. Am I not mistaken? This is a very random thing to start Blade Runner with. Sorry. Don't you have a similar story about Weird Al? Where like, uh, you were like introducing people into a theater or taking tickets or something and Weird Al showed up? I'm, I was doing a bit for Joel Hodgson's Super Bowl and... We would greet people. We were doing a shtick where we would greet people as they were parking their cars. So we met everybody, oh. um, including Weird Al. Um, 
Weird Al's a friend of a friend, but I've never met him through that. But uh, he just came through and and was uh, we were doing our shtick at the parking lot of of a Joel Hodgson event, and and Weird Al was like really especially fascinated by what we we're doing, and kind of come over and like sort of looking Hello? at our our shtick. You know, that's that's my one actual face to face with Weird Al. But you have met the Blade Runner guy. I have Blade met Runner. this Blade Runner guy. There he there goes. he goes. Now through the styrofoam. When I'm watching this movie, so let me introduce you to Teague last night. First of all, that shot, my God, this cool Coruscant. The off-world colonies. So let me introduce you to Teague last night. No, but they're advertising. Thank you, but they're advertising the off-world colonies. Where I'm watching this movie for the first time, like, and I'm I'm worried I'm not going to like it again. And it's just like, oh, I don't want to get the shit kicked out of me for not liking Blade Runner. This is like the the movie that everyone's supposed to at least be like, this is awesome. I get it. And I'm just going to have to pretend I like Blade Runner. Right, exactly. And I'm watching it, and that scene happens. And then it, that, that the ending of that scene happens, and then it just hard cuts the city, and it doesn't explain what the fuck's going on. And I liked it. My feeling of going like, <laughs> oh yeah, that was a fucking badass edit. And then I went, oh, I think I get it now. Maybe I'll get it now. Yeah. It's like it's just like when someone tried like I, I have a I have a, like a, a weird music example of that too, where someone introduced me to a band in high school that I fucking hated, and then years later, like I got. I randomly intersected with that band again and I loved them the second time. It's just like, you weren't ready for that band yet, dude. That's all that happened is you needed to, you weren't ready for it. You weren't ready for the, the weird alternate version of what you didn't understand yet. You and needed to get the baseline. That's so much the case with, you know, so many things. It's like all of these things, any art, any artistic endeavor or creation of anybody's, it's just like a little puzzle piece and it just, it's, it will fit into certain people in certain moments in their lives and it won't fit in other places. So we just go, okay. That just didn't fit for me. <laughs> One yeah. of the it was it the, go the, other direction. The, the lucky ten thousand. Uh, Every day, ten thousand people find out something that's really obvious for the first time. It's like, hey, you know what? Don't yeah. don't look oh, down yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah. Just call, yeah. you're one of the lucky ten thousand people who get to learn about. Yeah, this who today. get to find out about Blade Runner today. Yeah, it's and it goes the other direction too, as will as evidenced by the movie we'll be doing later today. Because um, I think some movies will only work for you when you're eleven and yeah. won't work afterwards. Or you kind of go, oh, I guess that was a movie. For well, me that yeah, well, that's when I was good, 11, that's the Goonies but, effect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I didn't see the Goonies till last year, and I was like, okay, that's <laughs> that was fine. I guess when you're eleven, this is awesome. But yeah, yeah no, when you're ten. And this is like amazing. Yeah, it's of course. Look at baby Edward James Almos. Still looks like an orange peel. Yeah, yep. <laughs> just goes to show, just you know, crippling acne. You can still have that a career. That is a sweet hat, though. Yeah. Fashion of the uh, future. Yeah, man. He's, he's the he's, fashion he's, of yesterday. He's wearing an tomorrow. actual trilby. He's, he's wearing an actual trilby. He's a hipster. He just doesn't. Even, he's, he's he's such a hipster. He doesn't even speak English. He's like four kinds of creepy at once. <laughs> so this movie is just impossibly good looking. It's it's incredibly yeah. like visually it is incredible. <laughs> Except they recycled a graphic from Alien, but okay. Yeah, you, do, you, do what you, you gotta do what you gotta do. Flying but cars and what's weird about this movie is not how over the top detailed the art department shit is. I was gonna ask, uh, just because the buildings kind of <laughs> remind We're separating me, from the Nostromo. Is there um a guy was was Gygax part of the Oh Geiger? Geiger. I don't. Know, I don't think so. I'll check it out. Geiger's a, Geiger's a creature guy, isn't it? And yeah, he's a, but is, like the the buildings kind of remind me. Hey, isn't that an actual building? That model there? No, that's a person. It's not a real building. No. That was a, that was a Chinese. No, I woman. mean, like not a real person in the scene, but like modeled off of a real building. Not that I'm aware of. No, it was modeled off a real woman, Chinese woman. <laughs> Very I, nice Chinese. I have guy. I have uh, I have a couple of insider stories about this movie because it shortly. Not not very long after I did uh, the blob, 
and the effects supervisor on the blob had worked on this movie and he has he, he was doing a lot of these spinner shots a lot of these uh, flying car shots were his were his thing no shit um, supervising these things and he, has, he had a couple of really good stories one was that when they they also built this interior this beautiful practical interior of this thing which of course you didn't like have, you know oh we'll just make the screens all green and burn that in later I mean right, no, you're just to be making f- everything had to freaking work so they had built this uh, you know spinner interior with you know all these blinking and, and screens and, and printers and you know with yeah. paper coming out of them because yeah. who knew in 1982 and all the psychotic nerdies you need exactly and they had this whole thing rigged up to go and they brought it to the set for the first time to show it you know to actually work with it for the first time like yay we can shoot with this amazing prop and somebody uh plugged it into the 220 voltage instead of the 110 voltage and blew the thing to hell Aww. and so they, there's you have a lot of stories about shit like that happening. a lot of that has movies are made by humans kids i don't know uh, if you knew that well, but just, uh, they're just as fucked up as the rest of you they also somebody burned down the police station model right so is there like that one i don't know about, idiot but, uh, oh, like that's a, probably the same guy the yeah one guy. probably the same guy the um the other story and i i don't know if i think i've referenced it at some point uh mm walsh ladies and gentlemen how you doing yeah. um i think i may have referenced it it was one of those things that i was like "Ooh, i gotta get me some of that and i still have yet to have the privilege but uh it was a union job for this guy he was you know on the on the model miniature camera crew um supervisor and uh and the, they were stacked up and they were behind schedule and so they said uh, look you got to get the rest of these however many spinner shots done um yeah you know, cargo's like this. Exactly. Cargo's like that. Yeah, exactly. Get like and, ten more yeah, shots of those. Whole list go. of, and they were shooting like elements. You know, it's all like green screen yeah, sure. bits and the like, buildings yes. that go by and shot five. Exactly. So just you know that you have your workload and like, well, you got to get it all done in whatever it was. You know, the next week. Right. And it was like, and he was like, that's that is completely impossible. We cannot do that many shots in the next week. It's like, no, you you should be able to get that many shots done in the next week. And he's like, no, I mean, literally, the only way we can get that many shots done in one week is if we literally never go home and just work continuously for the next week. And they were like, so you get it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> and so uh, he was like, oh, because it was a union gig. So he talked about how, you know, the t- he said, everyone's like, yes, this is miserable, but the paycheck, right. because if you- Eight never- hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, 30 hours, 40 hours. He was, like, he was hours. like, they were inventing, it was like, we're in super double mega golden <laughs> overtime right now. <laughs> times two, times infinity, yeah. no take backs. After, after 78 straight hours of work, we're in- I'm making $78,000 an There's no math for this. We don't even know. <laughs> Isaac Newton invented calculus. <laughs> exactly. So he was like, it was the worst week of his life, but the check Triple was- Triple word in, score. The check was insane. Because <laughs> it was like, hey, wow. who wants lunch? That's the meal penalty. Yeah. Yes, like because you know, all that stuff. Just, I stubbed my toe. Alpha. Uh, all that stuff <laughs> just compounds and compounds and compounds. So and everyone gets a Corvette. That you check get a Corvette. Must have been like fifty, almost bucks. seventy-five or eighty dollars. Yeah, you know, gas was a nickel, so it was it all it's all different. <laughs> nope. So anyway, so those, those are my insider stories from Blade Runner that I that I'm aware of. Uh, Brian, a moment ago, yeah, uh, I saw a scene that I want to ask you a question. How come in your life uh-huh. you've never found the occasion to like? sort of mosey into the moody district police office the have a seat across from the the commissioner and he pours you a little thing of whiskey and you sigh deeply and take a sip of the whiskey like why not (laughs) well because i play by the rules and I follow the book. <laughs> You're getting too close, too Fnifter. Too many people playing by the rules in here. I'll tell you when I'm getting too close, Fnifter. I want Everybody's you to your gun. 
<laughs> Everyone knows we're coming up on one month quota and they're doing a good job. Shit. <laughs> Thunder as fuck. <laughs> uh, we did skip over it, but the police station is Union Station in, uh, yeah. in uh, LA be, here. Which you've seen in many which movies. One of the cool things about those little spinner shots that I always notice in movies like this, and a few other old timey cool optical ship shot movies have them, but this one does them well, is that when you see those, sh- those ships go by, you know, you do the whole fucking process on the deep background the mid ground the you got the ship in the front and then over that there will be an additional layer that's the lens flare on the car and i've never known exactly how they do that because a lot of times it's clear that it's not just a bright light that's on the model because it's kind of jiggling separately and i have to imagine that the only way you can do that is that frame by frame you arrange like a flashlight in front of a thing and just line it up on a grid where wherever on the frame that the 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 spinner is this place in the grid you just move your flashlight you know across the garage to that same sort of corresponding point and you get one frame of lens flare there and just keep you're basically like light painting a lens flare over exactly where the car was for every shot well, to get those beautiful anamorphic lenses on your little miniature shot that you made you know in a garage somewhere wouldn't it be a motion control? like wouldn't that just be another pass of the motion control like you would put the flashlight or could, whatever could do yeah if it was, the, if it was a moco rig. shot yeah, yeah. But there's another one so yeah maybe it could be a moco thing that would make more well, like sense it, than what i just said if it's if it's on the car which is moving within the frame presumably the car has to be moco yeah so the and if you have to match the light to the car, then multiple passes. Yeah, like like something look like this. Look at this fucking shot. Yeah, yeah. This is, this so is multiple gorgeous. passes. Fog, you expo- fog and you expose for each one Look at one the beautiful like rings on the flares. And they're just like, you don't see flares like that mm-hmm. on model, model shit unless you go out of your way to make it happen. That was a very strange scene we just watched and always was because basically Emmett Walsh did an info dump. That was, that was, the, that was one of the greatest as you know scenes ever in movie history because like he's explaining to a Blade Runner Right. What, what replicants are. are. Remember your old job? This yeah. is what it Remember was. Remember what you were... You, you, before you, you know, forgot everything that ever happened. Trey, these are called puppets. Yeah. Uh, well, they're different. Go on. I'm fascinated. <laughs> when you move they're them with your hands, models, you get paid for it. Which he needs to know about. Well, they're but different in terms of yeah, like... Yeah, that's, but that's so how, that's how they was nothing and this is... So this is how you shoot them in that... Inv- it was especially to talk about the, the retirement date, you know, the incept date. It's kind of like... Uh, First of all, that, that sort of begs the question of the plot in general. It's like, well, can we not? When is their incept date? I mean, oh, the blonde one is like a week from kicking they're, anyway. <laughs> you know? No, but they're here trying to like not do that, so they're more violent. Oh, that's it. why they've come down. I didn't put that yeah, together yeah, last that's, night. That, that's correct. You're right. Okay. They, they are so trying to get to Terrell kind to kind of, of go. Is there anything we can do? Can you turn off our incept date? The answer is sure. no. Yeah. But the 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 idea of still again, how does the Blade Runner not know that replicants have incept dates? Because it's not they don't they don't say like, oh, these are special. They have incept dates. They all have incept dates. Apparently, that's 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 how they keep them from spreading and you know taking over. And yet, again, I hadn't realized how much Looper is borrowing from this movie. Kind of, it's just it's 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 some of the more ham-fisted um, you know Setup exposition yeah. <laughs> to have the actual guy explain to the other guy what their job is together. It's it's a pretty colossal as you. But know. they do have. A, I do like how they cover their ass with it, where they're like, it's these new ones that are really super duper replicants. You guys, you know. And they also have like, also the same functionality as the iPhone 5. It's I want to know, like, who was, uh, you know, in the world of this movie. It's like, who who is like, okay, look, yeah, these replicants will be perfect for, for murdering people. Um, but I want a group that just murders people by kicking them. <laughs> I want a kick murder group. So, so much so that we're going to call it well, that. It was easier to put the pneumatics in the legs because <laughs> they're just bigger. more vicious. So, like, just, just... I mean, when you know, if you know the kick murder squad is coming at you, aren't there ways you can kind of defend about that? Well, like, yeah, if mean, you stand you put, behind a bar at all yeah, times, you put more armor on the bottom of your just, squad just cars. Stay on the opposite side yeah. of a of a low fence. You know, you, you're yeah. immune to the kick murder squad. Yeah. They, how much? How much? Uh, 
background do they give about like why the replicants were created in the first place? So they just really just say like, oh, for mining and the well, asteroids, literally okay. slave labor. They say yeah. slave labor. Right do you there want the, the book? Well, I, I, I'm curious. I did read the book in probably college, not. I don't remember that much about it. Well, I mean, it's uh, essentially because it's Philip K. Dick. There was a world war, and there's nuclear fallout. They're trying to encourage people to colonize the off-world, non-radioactive places. You'd think that'd be easy, what with the not dying of radiation poisoning, but they're having some difficulty. So, um, they one of the incentives is that everyone basically gets their own android slave if they move off-world. Mm-hmm. Something, okay. it's Android Andy or something. <laughs> I'm <And> in. <laughs> so, if it's Sean Young, hell yeah. Man. And then, you I'll know, take Daryl Hannah. There were other, like, you know, there's mining interests in Terraform that they need replicants for. Right. So, uh, but there's, you know, I don't remember if... So they're like your own personal, like, C-3PO's, but you can fuck them and they're realistic. Well, this is like a ways... (laughs) I mean, you can fuck C-3PO too, How is that different from C-3PO? Yeah. (laughs) Damn it. I didn't see that mouth opening that big. (laughs) You see this scar? (laughs) 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 How do you think I got this scar? (laughs) That's Um, our shark. (laughs) But that's how it started, and, you know, in all Philip K. Dick, whatever we do just runs out of control, because... Right. Obviously. I remember um, in the book, the, the description is very like, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, shitty world wars and pollution. Like, I remember world War this, Terminus or something. Yeah. I remember the description of kind of the world literally being the buildings are just kind of flaking and just slowly disintegrating. And ev- everybody who doesn't get off the planet within the next like near future is going to die. And everybody has already basically left for the off world colonies. Oh, I didn't pick yeah. that up. Uh, no, the, the so this is like a mostly abandoned Earth. Like these are the, the these are the shitty people that are still the here. The movie doesn't do that. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they do mention it a little bit. They mention that there's yeah, there's not Earth options. It's it's obviously. it's not yeah. as emphasized yeah, but in the movie. It, yeah, in this. But that's the it's that basic idea is still kind of there, but yeah. not as yeah. heavily. Yeah. I always I from day one I've always liked this scene. It's beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful looking scene, and I also like the fact that this as this compa- cool as compared right to here. the as compared to the previous scene. Um, Good dissolve. Is, is the total opposite of an as you know scene. It's like this scene is like you just like are thrown in the deep end of what the hell is going on right yeah. now. Like what on earth is happening? And I never had a problem understanding it. I, I totally get that this is, you know, asking her all these like just just rolling. See how you roll with the punches if you're a human or not, which I think is fantastic. And the fact that they never go into what the void comp. How is that actually even supposed to work? Is what it's just like, no, this is our thing that we we use. And and the fact that you get to sort of bring up all these weird ideas and, and so on. And. I serve roast dog. Exactly. I also was, I loved the implied, there's things that are implied in that list of questions about the world they live in where calf skin and butterfly collecting are now oogie and gross and bad and frowned upon. It's like, hmm. you know, this in this world where we have robot slaves, it's like apparently we've eliminated all our, the fauna is dead. So no. mm. um, in this in this, they, they, they sort of imply like it's bad. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, he collects butterflies. Well, I take him to the doctor. You know, it's like that's how extreme this, you know, PETA. This is PETA's, you know, this is PETA's dream world here where all the robots are all the animals are robots and uh, and calf skin is illegal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, in the book, uh, keeping of live livestock is a status symbol. Like if you have an alive, and it's in the movie too. They mentioned oh, like yeah. you know if you can, it's no one can afford time. a real snake. That's yeah. why they have robots. Oh, and, and the owl, owl sure. Is the same yeah. Thing. Okay, cool. They're like yeah, the you know Terrell is super fucking rich because he has a mechanical owl that looks yeah. like a real owl. He, he'd only be richer if he had a real owl. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah and that's that's the next step of it is like yeah he's super fucking rich and you know that because he has this you know replicant owl but he even he's not rich enough to have a real <laughs> yeah. owl yeah do you guys know how they filmed it to get the back of the retinas to light up like that uh they had a yeah i just read this today and they had like a mirror that they set off to the side at like 45 degrees it's a beam splitter um it's called a beam splitter yeah i don't know if it was a beam splitter specifically but it was some like yeah they something like that a beam splitter or a mirror or something but they're shining a light into their eyes when you you put a mirror at 45 degrees in front of the lens that's a beam splitter that's what that's called uh but it's not like a device it's that's the technology of it it's uh, or as as we called it on uh the dp on uh pet cemetery 2 called it the deal breaker he (laughs) said if i ever have to deal with this bullshit mirror thing again one more because we did did it to make the dog's eyes glow and is it very finicky oh christ yeah really yeah it's so you're basically just shining a light straight into the eyeball so it bounces straight back exactly and the trick is having a dog sit still for that well, no, it, it doesn't have to sit still. It's just it's 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 anything as long as it looks right at the lens will you'll get that, you know, bounce bounce just like you do will with it. It's the same effect that gives you red eye from a flash camera is, you know, when a flash is like right there lined up with the lens, it goes right into the eye and bounces straight back at you. As if you're looking at the camera, it's going right. to happen. So, um, huh? It, it's it's a it's a simple technique in theory because all you do is you put the 45 degree mirror in front of the camera and bounce a hard light that the camera doesn't see the light but it goes into the eyes and bounces back and then back through the lens because it's a 50 percent lens and all that and so in theory it's it's the simplest effect there is (coughs) in practice it's a nightmare because you know the the mirror in front of the camera cuts the light it's gonna you know soften the the image you're getting and you have to balance all of this and the bright light that you're shining that bounces off the mirror can't light your scene and mess you up or so just like be a weird surreptitious bright spot on their cheek. Exactly. So it, it's well, you're not shooting at the person; you're shooting at the mirror. That's and the yeah. mirror bounces it at the person. So so you've got this hard light source shining at the camera. So yeah. So they see a brilliantly bright light coming out of the camera. Yeah. There's they're looking at a giant blast of light, which makes their pupils dial down, which decreases the effect. So it's it's a it's like I said, it's the simplest possible effect that takes you hours on set to try and make it work. It's beautiful when it works. It's uh, I think in this one they they just they went with mirrored contact lenses. To help, you know, no. help increase help increase that that effect a little better. That's it's just it, a really cool looking the thing. deal breaker the 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 beam splitter is uh, is a real huge pain in the ass. I mean, you know, slightly variation of that you do a ghost effect with it. You know, if you if you look at the if you put the mirror the other direction, you'll you'll see what's off to the side of the camera. You can do a double exposure that way. But yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, it's just, it's it's because when it works have, is great. Yeah, when you, it works you, is fantastic. It's just you never see that except for red eye or like when you see a raccoon in the forest when your car goes by. It's like ah ah, but to just see a person just like sitting there, just like plain as day, like mm. no light on their face just, or not bright light on their face, and their yeah, eyes if you, glowing. If, you, if you've got a noir it's movie, such a beautiful, you're going to be much happier because yeah. you can control the light that way. And that does bring us to Jordan Cronin with God well, rest his soul. Um, the DP on this thing, who um, this is just hands down one of the prettiest films I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It's just an impossibly art directed movie shot perfectly. I don't even know. And it looks like it was entirely shot through like a pin and it's just this weird like <laughs> through a pin in a smoky room. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just perfect. Like there, this is the porn version of how good it could have been in my imagination before I watched it sort of like how on the nose perfect this movie looks for what the theme is. It's yeah. just like how do you do this? And this shot, as I, as uh, Tony Zhao points out, goes on for a while to do this for no reason except world building. Just yeah, all this just shit. To go look at the what, huge. Look thing at this. We have. Look how weird this shit is. Do you believe that shit? <laughs> look at it. <laughs> What's, What's that fucking thing? Where are they going? Who are they? And then cut. 
<laughs> on their fucking heads. And these people. This is always hilarious because LA Iwerks, I don't know if it's still there, but was at the time. They're on Melrose Boulevard and they're going into LA Iwerks, which at the time existed, just didn't look like that. But it was it's a it's a nice where you go to get your sun, your eyeglasses. It was LA Iwerks on Melrose Boulevard. <laughs> and so the fact that, you know, now it's a place where they literally will make eyes is a fun little in joke. Cronenworth. Cronenworth, the DP, um, combined with Ridley Scott, the king of I'm going to put fog in every damn shot ever for always, just live with it. I'll okay allow it. it. Mm-hmm. I'll allow it. Yeah. Because, you know, as you were. Something that he'll see, you know, he was doing all the way back. I mean, you know, The Duelist is like the smokiest movie ever made until he made Alien, which was the smokiest movie ever made until this movie came out. But then coupled with with Cronenworth going, oh, yeah, I'm going to totally, oh, yeah, smoke, I'm going to call and raise, I'm going to put shafts of light completely out of nowhere, so much so that even outside the window, I'm just going to put a light that shines in and goes up and down and kill. There's your, there's your shafts of light, you mofo. Um, Why is Harrison Ford trying to evade blinking lights? Why not? Yeah. How about you go fuck yourself? Just the genius idea of the, once they get to Harrison Ford's apartment where it's like, well, there's those blimps right outside the windows, apparently. You know, just the fact there's I'm, little, I'm literally going to put a giant light outside the they're window, blasting, blasting. They're not looking for replicants. That's the Coca-Cola blimp going by. But still, <laughs> it can look for replicants. It fantastic. can do two things. It's no, it's I'm just, not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's crazy awesome that he was, because that was like the ballsiest thing. <laughs> In 2019, the LAPD switches their helicopters for blimps. They just look in your windows all the time. And, and Coca-Cola they, helps. Yeah. yeah they just spo- they're just sponsored. They find replicants, they give them a sh- the Coke. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, just to, to you know the awareness of cinematography. Yeah. The cinematography well, that's so in your face that it goes, look at yeah, the, but a cinematographer is a job that a person does. Let me show you it. That's is this movie was really upfront yeah, about but, it. I'm okay. I like it in this context. Usually, again, you keep thinking I'm yeah. saying it's bad. I'm saying it's freaking no, yeah. awesome. And Which we weren't, I agree. we weren't ready for it at the time. We were like, "What is this with the and he's, there's a light with shafts of light going up and down." And it's been, it's been the style of how you make this movie, these kind of movies, ever since. So it wasn't t- the style at the time. Hat tip to you, Jordan Cronenworth. Nobody and, wore onions on their. Pants. And thank you for giving birth to Jeff Cronenworth, without whom David Fincher wouldn't have a career right yeah. now. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, it's like. The, the father and the son. So Cronenweth, if you want to talk movies, that's a that's a name that'll impress people. If you can, oh Cronen like Cronenweth, yeah. It doesn't matter which one you're talking about; it'll still make you sound cool. Sure. And the uh, um, something I didn't know until today was that Cronenweth was uh, was it uh, multiple sclerosis or it was Parkinson's? Something? Parkinson's. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Mascan. Suffering Parkinson's, uh, which got progressively worse over the course of shooting the movie, and by the time they wrapped, he was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So wow. he was. At the same time, he was making this thing. He was also fighting Parkinson's. Damn. Yeah. That's a... Better recognize. Anyway, so... I just and here's like, James Hong. Always nice to see yeah, James Hong. James. Hi, James Hong. I'm making your eyes. I just... I like the the idea, and, you know, t- to some extent, some movies still crib this, and then some movies just went back to the way, you know, just like the most boring, obvious, flat studio kit lighting you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, like, rom- romantic comedies don't look like anything. Um, but I like the idea of making a, like a heightened choice for the lighting like this, where it's like, you know what? Film is an art form. Fuck you. We're going to make this pretty. We're going to make this yeah. like jarring and interesting. And we're going to do layers of separation and color contrast. And we're going to have some fucking fun because it's a photograph and we all die in the end. Go to hell. We want this to be pretty. <laughs> I like that choice. And it's this movie is just so hardcore, like Drew Struzan light source. Where's that orange light coming from? Don't care. Fuck you. The entire time that... 
it just becomes like it oddly becomes like consistent like there's a continuity to it now if every single shot is just that crafted and then it's like oh movies are prettier this way can we just do this all the time guys <laughs> and then the second street tunnel you can't not do like the this movie goes tunnel. back and forth between like it's pitch black and like there's just these brilliantly bright things that like burn your eyes out as they pass by the screen and then back and forth and colors and saturation and everything. like you know if you cut the darkness and the lightness tones of David Fincher with the saturation of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's like before. It's just I a guess treat to look. I at. guess this is great because it's it's we didn't have color grading to make everything green. And, right. Uh, yes. How the hell? So so oh, the fa- that's a good point. So the fact that like oh, you know wow. there's still color in this version. You know it's got all the other ho- hooks that you know all the other movies have done sure. since then. But the recent movies decide, but everything has to be blue. As, as opposed to this, this still has color that still shows up in it, which is great. And I wonder how scary it was for Cronenworth to be like riding the line of like, this is going to be, I'll bet you on set, it basically looks like a pool of light and then darkness for most of the shots. Oh, yeah. it's, because it's like, this is barely exposed for her face, but you don't see anything else. You cetera, really got to know your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Because the, like yeah. film, like unless you light it particularly, the entire thing lights up and you can see everything. So what you got to do is turn off all the lights and start crafting the light. And that's why we have DPs. Yeah. But when it's this far removed from like <laughs> a broad studio lighting rig and to get that level of contrast in the movie there's the only answer is everything is so dark that we either nail this or it's too dark to see oops sorry we can't do anything about it really we can i guess bleach it longer we'll see what happens well i'm yeah. sure there are plenty of days where they you know sat and watched dailies from yesterday and went oh well we yeah, need to do dark. that again yeah, gonna, or, or you or you push it you can yeah. go we're gonna have to push that and in, in uh, yeah. developing and try and get some we can't even see katie perry in this one man <laughs> yeah really now this is, I mean, was I forget the actual thing is like was the deck, uh, the Terrell Corporation office was an actual Frank Lloyd Wright building, and this is just made to look like a Frank. This is not actually a Frank Lloyd Wright building they're in right now, but it's made to look like one, and those are all castings and copies of Frank Lloyd Wright a building. Um, I remember there's because this, you know, obviously this is not a Frank Lloyd Wright space. But uh, I, think, I don't know. But I think some of the some of the wider scenes were actually the reason they adopted this motif was because there are some scenes that are shot in actual Frank Lloyd Wright. Well, there's the 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 that big hotel that they talk about in uh, L.A. plays itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, not this, obviously. Uh, but at the end, it's uh, from 500 Days of Summer too. I think it's the same hotel. It's in, you're not talking about the Bradbury. We are. No. Yeah. No, Bradbury's not a hotel. It's an yeah. office or, building. Yeah, yeah whatever. But that's the but that's that's the but that's, oh, yeah, that's yeah. not a Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd Wright uh, yeah. is yeah. you know these no. cubist weird things. That's that's yeah. very Frank Lloyd Wright. No, I was just um, running through the architecture. I knew Harrison Ford is too young. He's too young. <laughs> Frankly, too young <laughs> to be a retired Blade Runner. No, yeah. no, it's just no, it's just it's weird. Like when that's he's it. Han Solo, he's got such a seventies ass haircut that it, it, he just looks older, kind of. Yeah, the but short here hair really changes. He looks like twenty one. It's like eh, I would card that kid. He's got the baby face going on when he has your haircut. It's just weird. Apparently, he, he because he had just done Indiana Jones, he didn't want to uh, wear a hat in this movie, so he went out and got a haircut. And like really, Scott was like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> you can't wear a hat with this is what this is like like such a fedora hat. He said, "Yeah, and you know, and I don't quite understand the logic. Yeah. It'd be a super f- don't get that. It'd be a fedora whatever. with like a Inspector Gadget helicopter blades going out the top. It's all science, spacey. Edward James Olmo had a hat." He had a hell of a hat. Yeah, it was good. He had a full-on trilby going on. Anyway, uh, right anyway, now. Anyway, so his shirt is awesome. Here's Jordan Cronoweth just earning his money, man. Oh, she's so pretty. Yeah. 
Sean Young. There's one of the great oh, bummer stories. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't know this one. I, well, I, I'm she, new to Blade Runner. Tell she me was, about it. She was huge. She did the, you know, like, uh, before this was um, uh, the Bill Murray movie. Um, Scrooged. No. <laughs> the good Bill Garfield. Murray movie. Groundhog uh, Day. No, no, no. The, uh, the good one. Razor's uh, Edge? No. The good <laughs> Bill Murray movie. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2. No, in the army with the SUV. Oh, uh, uh, fucking Stripes. Stripes. <laughs> She she was the good she, job everybody. There we go. Good, well played, everyone. She was uh, good lord. Again, you what you kids. Scrooge. It's so sad when you guys think of Bill Murray movies. You think of all the awful ones, and you can't think of any of the good ones. Um, Zombieland. Scrooge. Yeah, that's a classic. Um, there's like two good moments in that movie. Um, anyway, so so she was in that. She was in uh, some other things. And, Wall Street and yeah, Dune. Wall Street, Dune. Yeah, Dune was kind of like well, everyone kind of. What's great is everyone got a pass for being in Dune. I love Dune. Dune was, everyone can go to hell. Dune was Dune was like somehow the world knew like okay that one was just was just boned from the start. Brian, Eno. Everyone, everyone gets a do over for being in Dune. No one's gonna get penalized for having been in Dune. Kyle McLaughlin, you can still have a career. Patrick Stewart, you can have a career. They carry pugs into battle for no reason <laughs> sting you can go back to singing you're fine anyway uh <laughs> sting wanders off with a loot and yeah shot and then she was in this. this is a big you know this is a big deal and, and and then there was sort of like that you know oh but sean young is crazy thing that started to become the the story is she the one that did the thing or she catwoman costume or yeah, something that's that was holy that. shit there was Wait, that what's that story i don't know that story huh. she wanted to be catwoman in the Tim Burton Batman movie so she then this was Apple well she was the original Vicky the thing that the, the real turning point she was the original Vicky Vale in the first Batman in Tim Burton's first Batman um, and then she was riding a horse and fell off and broke her leg and had to not be Vicky Vale anymore and so they got Kim Basinger instead um, okay so Didn't she missed that, but okay she missed her shot to be in the biggest movie of the year and yeah. uh, practically of the decade and that night she opened for nirvana that was kind of the kind of the you know the turning point was uh, you know then things so just later when to go she bad wanted to play catwoman uh, she wanted to like tim tim owes me you know and yeah. so she she went to famously you know and, and what was basically not any crazier than a publicity stunt that other people have done and do every day sure but it was like oh you know she's stalking tim burton and then there was like she did a movie with james woods and there was all kinds of argument and and bullshit about oh she's crazy says james woods who is no like right. stranger to being crazy himself and you know so who knows wait so but where exactly did she go dressed up as catwoman like to, to the, the warner brothers lot to try and find oh, Tim just, Burton. oh okay because like i could see like going it wasn't like to the doctor or like <laughs> yeah. well yeah like she was just gonna go yeah. down to hollywood boulevard and just go tim yeah. Tim, I mean that. That's crazy, to the, yeah, but, one of yeah. the trying to get yeah. to the Warner's lot and whatever else. And, and yeah. like I said, you know, it's like usually we go, oh, how plucky and hilarious. And for some reason, it was like, oh, she's crazy. So hey, Daryl Hannah, everybody. Hello. Who uh, we didn't know at the time, but uh, you know, showed up in other things later. She could do flips and stuff. Yeah. So I've t- I've told all my Daryl Hannah stories in my favorite Martian. It's okay. You can uh, tell them again. No, I'm really not going to. But I'll just, I'll just. Uh, You're sum, saying that she has. Fine, a big I'll butt. tell them. I'll sum them. I'll sum them up by saying that uh, she's fantastic to work with. When I worked with her on uh, on uh, my favorite Martian, she's really fun. And I, I, I was, I regretted that I didn't really, you know, have a chance to like sit down and go, okay, tell me Blade Runner stories. Come on, I'm gonna totally geek out. What was that like? What was that all about? Million dollar. Which is again? That's we're 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 next. We're near the Bradbury here. This is really where the Bradbury is. It is across the street from the Million Dollar mo- uh, Movie, which is still there, I believe. Um, in fact, this is a lot of the same streets you're going to see in Omega Man, um, just decorated differently. Huh? 
But the fact that it has this sort of weird connection to actual Los Angeles, I mean, it, ouch. But it uh, always struck me as funny seeing this movie being a Los Angeles resident and going, this really is, they really did try and do Los Angeles 2016 with some kind of weird, bizarro urban sprawl, and yet things are still where they are. Right. You know, the, the, the million dollar... We never had time to tear down the, the Bradbury. Yeah, the million dollar theater would still be across, if they're both existing, the million dollar theater and the Bradbury would still be across the street from each other. Hey, it's uh, E.B. Farnham. Yes, mm. it's, it's Larry, Daryl, and Daryl, but just Larry. <laughs> Holy shit! And it's other sister, Daryl. It's Larry from Oh my God! I never put that together. And he's I, for me. It was he's in uh, fucking Deadwood. Deadwood. He's Deadwood. Sure. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Al Swearengen's yeah. little mook. He's been in everything all the time. He was there the whole time. It was Most always character him. And he's actually basically playing the exact same role he does later play in Deadwood. Yeah. Like it's basically just the old west version of the exact same guy. Yeah. I've always, I've always liked to, you know, it's like whenever he shows up, you're like, oh, good, you know. Like, mm, you are creepy just, and, and that's, weird. And that's why it's like, well, see, the Back to the Future 3 is going to be in the Old West. Well, we got to get that guy and that guy and that other guy. We got to get those yeah. guys for sure. Man. How do you make a movie this fucking cool? It's, and what's, one of the things that's cool about it, with I, honestly, misery. I, I one think who's I, really young in this is Daryl Hannah. She's creeping me out how young she is. And I, she was a, look at maybe that. not even look 20. at that. One of the things that's that I think nuts. actually adds yeah. to the coolness, by the way, is that it's impenetrable. Like it, it's a little bit like distancing. Like you don't get it. You what? You don't like our smart people movie? Like <clears throat> that? It's <laughs> sort of got that vibe to it. Makes it cooler. The look is badass. The design is badass. And you're not positive that you get it or that you liked it. And that's why it's like, yeah. man, if I if I got Blade Runner, it's like that's a beef heart, <laughs> there man. You go. What? There's a giant light in the in the. Not only is there a King Crimson, King Crimson, let's go. Like there's <laughs> a giant light in the elevator and oh, a giant light outside the elevator. Read. Trey, now here, when you have the ability to make that shot happen, it doesn't matter if you well, should. They, you like, it, and they well they set it up by saying that you know those no, blimps no, are no, all no. over the place with the, the Klieg lights all over them. Just the a thing that blows me away is if you've ever been to the Bradbury and if you haven't, it, you should because it's amazing and gorgeous and looks just like you think it does, um, but not like this, not full of water. But it's you know it's over a hundred years old. It's one of the original downtown Los Angeles buildings. It's it's gorgeous, uh, gorgeous architecture inside, and it's an actual working office building. You can you can get an if you want, you can have an office in the Bradbury building. Um, just if you just want to pay for one because yeah, it's just all $4,500 know, open, open central so long as you're okay with every 20 minutes having to clear out for well filming. yeah it's, and what, what amazes me is um, you know you also see it in uh, if you've seen Los Angeles plays itself of course you also see it in so The weird. Artist and you also see it in a bunch of other movies sure, famously sure, sure. in Demon with a Glass Hand and things like that um, it's a beautiful building and just cool to go check out E.B. Um, Farnham's little toys just walked up when I saw this movie I was like, well, clearly they modeled this set after the Bradbury building, but they could not possibly have fucked up the Bradbury building this severely to actually shoot there. So this must be a, a, a set recreation of the Bradbury. Apparently it really is the Bradbury. I have no they, idea. They just didn't make up on the walls, I guess. I have no idea how, much, how they were able to make the Bradbury look that messed up. Um, when it's a working in a way build. that you could undo, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a working like building. A you don't often think about doing like I makeup. Mean, for, literally, for, you're going to have a lawyer the location. next morning come out of his office going, "There's tentacles yeah. in front of my door. What the hell, you guys?" <laughs> yeah, you know. I um, wonder if there's like a what, real what? estate ASPCA guy. Like you, you, <clears throat> you can you, sure you can record here at the the Met or whatever. You can do whatever you want yeah. at the Guggenheim. Fine, but 
if you fuck up that banister, that's a hundred year old banister. If it's, sure. Yeah, if it's like, like a historical he's just the guy. site, certainly if it's he's, historical. Um, but there are there are companies that are <laughs> location minders that'll they'll if they if they broker the deal, like you can list with them and go like sure. we would like you. I mean, that was I, we worked with them on the last movie I worked on. It was I was kind of surprised to find that this existed, but it's true. They are an outside company that sort of brokers the like you'd hire someone to manage your property. You know, if you're renting a property, it's the same kind of concept. It's like they go, okay, you can come to this, you know, industrial thing and here's the terms of it and blah, blah, blah. And they're there to monitor that you don't do anything bad to the industrial thing. Hello, I'm Crankshaft Boombox. I monitor the stage. Yeah, and they have little little jackets and everything. Shot of him (laughs) thinking about the unicorn. This made perfect sense to me, by the way, last night. And that's when I realized I have grown as a film watcher. Yeah. Where I'm watching the scene where he's like, fiddling with music absently and imagining weird unicorn shit and this whole thing and he's got creativity and st- that's the only time by the way that the thought oh yeah I forgot that he's a replicant that's cool entered my mind where I was like see because he's a person what do you fuck what does it mean to be human anyway moving on this in is my interesting head, because I've, I've, I did all of that without thinking about it I haven't seen anything that I don't recognize really yet and I, I think it might be mostly rearrangey shit and then at the end there's a, just a slightly different tweak at the ending and I did what did I I missed him thinking about a unicorn where was oh there was that? just a shot just You're a shot of a unicorn about buildings and you know how they have to stay the same and yeah. you know fun fun filmmaking I was talking stuff. about uh, Crankshaft Boombox he's here to oversee the use of that banister Crankshaft Boombox there we go so what he looked at a unicorn or what was the well, unicorn? No, oh no it was, it was just he was fiddling with music on the piano sort of was idly playing it and he was looking at a picture or something and he's <clears> like had a weird stray thought about this unicorn running and last night my my read of it as film watcher guy was just he's a creative person with imagination he's had a weird day that's all. There's free association. He's just like daydreaming a little bit. Edward James almost made a tinfoil unicorn. Was- yeah. Just has free association human. Has that, has that happened yet? Oh, yeah. That's, the end. that's not happening. Um, that's supposedly anyway. the big clue that people like yeah. to point yeah. to. Yeah. Whatever. Um, and it's only, the th- he only does the three, right? The chicken at the beginning, the little man, and yeah, then the, the unicorn. Yeah, the magic man and the unicorn. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. This is the only scene like this that's ever happened that's good. <laughs> yeah. There for a scene that's happened a trillion times, that's a very interesting ratio. There's been it's exactly true. one version of this scene that's it's, ever good. It's funny how this one kind of gets away with the same bullshit that CSI does every week now and we go, "Oh, what bullshit." Um this one kind of sort of justifies it. Yeah. By by making it first of all not instantaneous and not perfect. Yeah, yeah he's just like all over the fucking room. Look at that. That's nah, yeah. just a dildo. Moving on. What's that? Yeah. Nope, that's just a wall, man. What are you doing? All right, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, uh, up. I don't know. And the fact that it doesn't immediately go, my God, you're going to read the serial number off that bill. It's just kind of like, there seems to be another person in the room, I guess. <laughs> you know, is about yeah. as the best he can do. Right. Yeah, it's like, that's a cheekbone? It's like yeah. watching porn in HBO when you don't have HBO. Yeah. I'm sorry, people who were born after 1990, uh, it's like... <laughs> Nothing. Nothing at all like anything you've ever experienced. (laughs) No part of your life experience at all, you fucks. (laughs) You know nothing. Read a book. Back in my day, Uh, I invented boobs out of patterns in the snow. (laughs) And don't talk to me about the days I didn't go to school. All right, sorry. It's weird. Um, Look at how beautiful that shot is. That's just a fucking extreme close on Harrison Ford's eyes as he looks at a monitor. And everything about the depth of that shot and the way he's lit up and the colors and shit. He's just, it's, what? What, what this is like every single shot in this movie was shot on a weird bent piece of glass is what this whole movie looks like some it, odd tilt shift lens for every single shot it really it really is like it's a shame that the 
that sentiment of oh every frame is like a work of art yeah. is like this horribly trite cliche because yeah, it, it seems all weird and art faggy like yeah come on guys just yeah. make a movie just fucking no i'm, but I'm delighted to like, watch this yeah like every frame of this is amazing exactly you could like you could literally hang <laughs> one of each one like it's a weird storyboard or something so there's some color. Yeah, there's a color palette for you. Look, there's red. I, I got to. I was red. I was, I was you can't have red and yellow in the same shot. I mean, not in a science fiction ah, movie. The big old pick heat, a warm tone. <laughs> the big old heat tube. Yeah, exactly. Big old heat tube going around the side of it too. Wait, I, now earlier, there's purple and blue. I mean, what the hell? Earlier, call like, this right at the fiction. beginning of the movie. I started to make a point, but then we got distracted because you know we're us. And the uh, <laughs> the point I was making is just one of the things that makes this look this way. It has this weird cons- like continuity and earth and fucking world building thing going on that seems so effortless but also like so odd and refreshing because it's like this movie seems obviously like it was filmed in the future as opposed to okay it's LA that car's fucked up uh, that oil can's on fire I don't know what do you want <laughs> boom there's your shot like, no more sun this and, is just and, like, there, and there's newspaper yeah. kind of scattered in the <laughs> yes yeah is that a cat you don't know we're moving on <laughs> exactly Which is funny thing. the one the one thing that's happened in the future that we now live in not so much newspapers <laughs> everywhere <laughs> yeah. what's that guy wearing you don't care moving on like that's how the world building goes and this movie just has like just effortlessly it's just like farting like just crop dusting this perfect set design for the entire film and it's it's not that the sets are always big like they got away like this could have been shot it wasn't but this could have been shot like in the living room that's how much you're actually looking at in terms of location it's not that the sets are big it's that the sets are always deep the shot goes deep there's like the mid the foreground shit you're looking at there's the mid-groundy background stuff that you notice and there's like deep background shit back there and there's a deeper background shit back there of just more and more and more stuff every single shot if it's a wide shot it's a really fucking huge stage if it's a small shot it's a very long narrow stage but there's always like 19 layers of shit going on in the background in every single shot and what's weird is it doesn't repeat like there's not a motif of like oh yeah all the weird buildings in in Blade Runner look like this it's just no it's just every it just looks fucking ugly and neon sometimes that's all like it's just shitty stuff with lots of neon and you know rain but for some reason you throw like one weird car in there and all of a sudden the entire movie's like oh genius (laughs) yeah you know I'd probably be crucified look at how many layers are just like it's just what this is not a futuristic shot that's normal stuff with a guy with a snake and a weird hat that's all but it feels so futuristic and 55 rows of neon on every side it's just the neon it's got to be the neon it's like snow crash uh the the fact that they're willing to live with all of that reflection and all of that crap you know yeah that's you're right i wouldn't have thought of that that's the breakthrough is like usually you'd be getting rid of all wait that shot looks like shit no that shot looks awesome yeah we're, and, def- and we're redefining what, 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 oh, what it looks like. You've got all means. the extras that are not in the frame at all, but you're only catching exactly. how they're fucking up the reflections. You just yeah, you picked up on a, a big part of the sort of subtle thing that's going on here. There's a lot of reflected shit going on in Blade Runner. Colors that's like it's this the street is wet, so you're picking up blue from nowhere, or like there's reflections of neon over people because there's glass between you and them, shit happening all the time in this movie. Okay, that's new. Those girls I've never seen before. Size <laughs> noodles is just back there, like Yeah. <laughs> and I lived quite comfortably for 40 years not knowing they were supposed to be in this movie because what the fuck just happened just there the girls in Jason masks doing okay doing the future cage bad interpretive dancing. bad interpretive dance uh, Trey I don't know which version of the future of LA you want to live in <laughs> just to I could do without the uh, the, the Jason yeah. mask but cool uh, fucking future Gatsby shit back to back to your point about the depth I might actually be yeah. crucified for saying this but I would actually not mind seeing a 3D converted version of this sure 
Yeah. Well, I'll bet you it like yeah, yeah, with like with with one scotch and like a <laughs> night of Blade Runner in three D, that's that would be a weird kind of like immersive evening. You're like looking in the deep background like someone's smoking back there. <laughs> I love this scene. It's just like this so is, you ever seen this girl? Nope. Fuck off. Bye. This, and this is it's, so oh. quintessentially a noir scene. Like, yeah. you ever buy a snake from the Egypt? I mean, Humphrey Bogart should say that line. Yeah. This is a this is as Maltese Falcon as this movie. You ever buy a snake from an Egyptian? Nope. No idea what you're talking about. Uh, I also love, love, tied love him the to the idea. car, dragged him. And uh, I think it's kind of prescient to the way things actually are now. Where it's like, well, there's there's no one set, you know time period or visual aesthetic yeah, they're all over the fucking place yeah like he goes to like the it know, varies from building to building really like, like it does here gatsby gatsby era yeah and it's like it just depends on which fucking club this is you just go to. yeah this is the blade runner equivalent of the federal in north hollywood exactly where it's just, yeah we're all kind of into a weird sort of mob boss and, thing here. and yet when you want to make a call you have to go to the payphone, which is a video phone because it's the future <laughs> <laughs> that's just <laughs> which I think I love the sharpie on the payphone. Yeah, that that that's some great world building. That's I always yeah. appre- appreciated that too. That yeah, like, yeah, little been, video screen. It's the future. It's, it's so impossibly futuristic you can't even fucking stand it. But someone's written like the but weird people gang are, shit over people it. People are still assholes. Scraped, scraped the word spoon into it with a knife because <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? Right. Because we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things. And either. other people want to make sure. Even in the future. And, and don't forget the the bell uh, logo there in the bottom. Yep. Yeah, because Bell because Labs. We, we because we were incapable of conceiving of a future in which Bell Telephone didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing we knew that Bell Telephone was going to be forever. Well, yes. Another weird thing: when I was watching this movie last night, it was late. I was tipsy, and I watched it on a tablet under a fleece blanket by myself with headphones on, like the headphones that I'm wearing now. I was listening to this movie. I was holding it right in front of my face. I had a drink and I'm just like so in this movie you wouldn't believe it and the soundtrack in that setting is like the fucking like the the, the cherry on top because the entire movie is this weird synth thing that frankly doesn't age well but it also doesn't sound shitty it just sounds really specifically 1982 it doesn't like like the firm if you go back and watch the firm that was scored with a synthesizer that I think someone made out of dreams and it just sounds like doink oink 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 squirt and it's just like really really this is a Tom Cruise drama you're gonna do that it doesn't age it's like it's well, the worst thing you ever in your life this is very like it's there's, there's it's super cheesy but it so works it, there's versions of yesterday's vision of tomorrow that are very deeply seated in what they are and they're comfortable with that and I think that's what this is is Opposed to well, this, our yeah. favorite 1982 cyberpunk future sound. Well, this is also during the brief but loud heyday of Vangelis <laughs> as a film composer. It's, yep. it's kind of like, this is Vangelis. And it's like, Van- suddenly, for about two and a half years, Vangelis was all you could get. Um, Vangelis was kind of the, you know, when, once space movies were like, you know, oh, we have to have a synthetic score. And then, you know, Star Wars said, no, you're going to have a full orchestral score. It's like, well, we can't do a full orchestral score because then we're just going to be ripping off Star Wars, which we are anyway. So how do we get away from it? Let's go back to the electronic score. Mm-hmm. So Vangelis was the <laughs> was the thing for like a year and a half, two years. It was like every score was Vangelis and it was supposed to be a big deal. Um, I think it works for Blade Runner, a movie that is effectively a fine, fine Oscar winning movie that is effectively destroyed now by having Evangelist scores, of course, Cherry 
chariots of fire. Uh, if you Ooh. see chariots of fire about British people in the turn of the century running in the Olympics and dealing Swing. with dealing with racism wow. with this like it's like it's the worst disconnect. And that score was nominated. That score was that score was, was played on the radio and nominated, I believe, for best score if it possibly even won. Uh, you couldn't get away from the chariots of fire theme, and you and you know the chariots of fire theme. If you heard it now, it's like you would you would go, oh, that's what that was. I know I've heard that thing, um, but wow, it was a weird disconnect then, and it's just completely like mind bending now to see chariots of fire, which is otherwise a perfectly good masterpiece theater kind of movie, <laughs> with this right. completely. Like, like sense and sensibility, music by yeah, Skrillex. Exactly, <laughs> run, run, run. literally, it's that. <laughs> so anyway, so what are you doing? I'm not particularly. Oh, no. I'm not nearly. I'm not nearly as 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 bothered by the Vangelis score to this movie because at least it's semi appropriate. Yeah, it, it just feels like as my right. spectrum is Vangelis scoring Chariots of Fire. Um, speaking of which, hello, Joanna Cassidy. My gosh, uh, always liked her. Um, I believe she was. I think, believe this is before. I mean, I was kind of surprised. Like, whoa, nude scene. Okay, Joanna, really yeah. working it. Um, she was, but good for her. Um, she. I think this was after Under Fire and before Roger Rabbit. Uh, I'm. I'm pretty sure. But, <gasps> Roger uh, Rabbit. That's where I've seen her. Yeah, I was trying to figure the, out where I, the bartender and Roger Rabbit yeah. had to shake the weasels. Um, so, so this is, um, I mean, this is a role for her where I was like, wow, okay, Joanna Cassidy kind of bringing it here. Like, who knew that she would, she would, she could do this kind of stuff. But I think she's fantastic. Can't go out uncovered. Yeah. Got to put your raincoat on. It's raining out there. The Amish know that. You know that. Dorkman knows that. Now you know that. But this is, this is a, a, a badass replicant that I would not want to uh, mess with me. Uh, is there a replicant Trey? that you're like, that guy, I want to mess with that guy? Trey? Is yeah. there a replicant like that? You ever that? been choked by a naked woman in a poncho? Not yet. If you did. But I understand it can happen if you live right. Um, although my choice would be, it would be Daryl Hannah would be the replicant got, to do that. You get $40? <laughs> yeah, I know a guy. I know a guy. Hook you up. Who will wear a wig? <laughs> yeah. Do it in the well, dark. Well, that now, so see, that doesn't... put that, on the pricks right. Okay, okay, hey, hey, hey. You got $30. That's not nearly as good. $25? Look at the space nuns. I never space noticed the nuns. space nuns before. I do think that it's about time that the neon handle umbrella shows up in our lives because they, they exist. Awesome. So they've been made. I okay. want to go back, pan back to the space nuns. I want to go, <laughs> yeah. like, imagine like the long shot. They're filming it from the fourth floor of the tenement building across the street, and they do a long snap zoom to the space nuns that are running together, and then it stops, and you see space nuns, the title card. <laughs> you know, MCMMXXI. I'm sure that's an anime. Oh, yeah. So. Tutelage of our masters. So we're coming up on a scene that even at, at the time certainly blew me away, and that's, of course, Joanna Cassidy getting blown away. Um, but just the fact it's kind of like, it's like, it seems it's like it was weird born out of the weirdest pitch meeting of all time. It's like, okay, so he's got to gun the girl down. How can we make it cool and interesting and not like what anything we've like seen before and also hard as hell to do. It's like, okay, um, first of all, she's wearing a mostly transparent outfit, so where do we hide the squibs and stuff? Good, good, good start. Uh, yeah, um, keep going, keep going. Yeah, okay, um, okay. Right, like she's it. running through plate glass while being shot. Uh, there's no way you can do that, but keep going. Well, okay. I like that idea, but but how about running through all the plate glass while she's being shot from one to the next? Okay, great. You can't um, fucking do that. Okay, Please great. stop talking. And of course, it is. it is... Raining all the time, right? No. But what if no. after she breaks no. through the plate no. glass, some it's snowing in some of the places that she's in because <laughs> not okay. all of them. Yeah, but not all of them. I'll give you one camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, um, and it should be in super excruciating slow motion so that we can see every detail of it. Yeah. All right. I think it's hard enough now. Let's brilliant. Let's make that. Let's do that scene. 
Yeah, man. And and it's just it's wonderful because it's like and not to mention all that, all that hard, etc. But go back to the director mode where you make that choice, like artistically, yeah. like that's the way this should go. Imagine all the things you have to be juggling in your head to <laughs> yeah. go that fucking secure with your choice. We're, like everyone's like, this is the cool action climax of the movie. What the fuck are you doing, yeah. Rids? Also, and then he's like, you know what? I feel it. I think I know what I'm doing here. I think it has to be this weird slow mo thing that we're gonna film it for four days straight. Yeah. We'd also like a billion extras. All of which it's in their character yeah. to not get out of the way. Yeah. And this idea of the, the fact that, okay, not to mention the fact our hero shooting a woman in the back, un- unarmed woman in the back. Yeah. And it's, She's a robot. Well, see, there's, there, that I believe we're sort of touching on the moral, the chewy moral center of this movie, aren't we? <laughs> no. Uh, Look at all that reflected neon. No, yeah. it's fine. Fuck you, robots. Yeah. Fuck those robots. Shoot them in the back. Um, just imagine making like that's the shit your that, dreams aren't real you know the stuff that we talk yeah. about where it's like and no, really through, no yeah. one came to work and directed that movie kind of problems where it's like yeah the movie was aimless and weird didn't know what it was trying to say shit this movie has the opposite problem <laughs> this movie has like attention surplus disorder when it comes to its own tone <laughs> yeah. and weirdness you know later editorially it got kind of funky but like imagine shooting this movie making this choice and filming the movie this way and being like no I know this is exactly the way that I want the scene to play out it's like why okay fine whatever Ridley if you say so and then like it turns out couldn't have guessed it but that was the right choice huh I think Ridley Scott is just a crazy person <laughs> and he just lucked out and I, sometimes he gets lucky and do you think he lucked out I think he got lucky lucky yeah. crazy person that's uh, a thing yeah, 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 yeah. You, you haven't shit on the movie yet you should do some shitting I think Ridley Scott is a crazy person who, who got, got lucky, lucky. Uh, <laughs> well who's George Lucas also got a lucky person lucky. who got crazy well, uh, Gene Roddenberry yeah. though <laughs> uh yeah, the same reverse as George Lucas, a uh, lucky person who got crazy. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear the first one. That's good. That, that's what Trey said about George Lucas. Uh, but it's correct. Uh, still doesn't quite explain Alien, because Alien is also a brilliant, groundbreaking, especially visually and plot-wise. It's very simple and straightforward, but it's it works. Uh, he changed the way sci-fi looks twice. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I Both times it was good. Um yeah no one's that it says then but he's crazy though uh what is his crazy i don't know this ridley scott's well, crazy stuff i mean well, i saw prometheus I mean, so i know that yeah i mean i think i think it really does come from the fact i don't know it's where he doesn't seem to be able to recreate it at all yeah and, and the it's thing like, is the, like <laughs> directorial uri geller like come bring the spoon now just do it right in front of me right now just do it maybe i, I just can't you have to be, come back later maybe i just don't know every nook and cranny of ridley scott's career well enough but it 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 does seem to have a contradiction. Like sometimes he seems brilliant, especially Alien and Blade Runner, and even some of his more recent stuff. And then other stuff is just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And Prometheus is the most obvious example. So I think he just like I think he's just a very visually oriented guy, um, and just like knows like enough of the Sunday crossword puzzle to pull out like <laughs> some you know uh, smart kind of stuff and all kind of throw it into together and it like sometimes it just comes together enough that people go oh that's an illusion for the block and it's like well <laughs> he's the british tim burton you're saying yeah yeah maybe yeah it's it's funny with the, the perspective on ridley scott because i you know ridley scott and i came up together um in terms of you guys go way back yeah we do because i his first movie was the duelist which is definitely worth checking out um it's very interesting movie it was uh alien i believe was his second feature believe it or not but uh, but he before God that it wasn't like he came out of nowhere he before that he'd done like 500 commercials and Oh, and okay. things like that. Oh yeah, 1984, the, yeah. the Mac ad. Yeah. So uh, well, that was long after you know that was long after uh, Alien, which is uh, 70, 79. Oh, fuck me. Um, Duelist was mid seventies. Um, 
And Duelist is great. Duelist is Keith Carradine and Harvey Keitel in uh, uh, Napoleon's Army. It's a great, it's a great movie. You should check it out. It's about this this one guy. Harvey Keitel thinks that Keith Carradine has insulted him. It never actually happened, and they proceed to have a duel that keeps recurring for decades afterwards because Harvey Keitel won't fucking let it go, even <laughs> though Keith Carradine's like, dude, we don't. It didn't even happen. The thing you're mad about didn't happen. I think I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. and it's and it's just, just the pitch is, and so they nutty. keep having this duel with it. It never gets resolved. Napoleon's army? Yeah, Napoleon's army set in uh, Napoleon. Napoleon's. Uh, That's just the fucking icing yeah. on the cake. It's a period what? piece. It's okay, a period. Cool. It's a period piece cool. about these guys. Well, because modern, we don't duel anymore, so it has to be a period piece. If Andrew Jackson was president again, he'd yeah. duel still. So anyway, so the duelist and the duelist when it came out was like, oh, this young upstart Ridley Scott um, has made this the most beautifully shot and looking film that you've ever seen. Um, and so I knew who Ridley Scott was. So when when he, oh, and now he's made a sci-fi movie that sounds intriguing. I'll go see that. And now he's made another sci-fi movie. Well, that's intriguing i'll go see that um so i'm you know with that like one two three hi i'm ridley scott ladies and gentlemen you're a kooky guy yeah uh, well not kooky i'm a fucking genius i'm you know yeah. I, i'm a groundbreaking uh, creator of, of of filmic history um i first of all he, he gets a pass for anything after that just right. like you know sure. uh, tim burton has gotten a pass for a great many uh, horrible things well <laughs> tim, uh, Bur- tim burton's pass in my opinion tim burton's passes have long, long <laughs> well, run out. anyway in, in general yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, speaking yeah. but and and he was always like, look, this is the movie I'm making. Deal with it, y'all. You know, I'm doing a movie about, you know, a thing that rapes your face. Like, yeah, when no one else is making those movies. I'm doing a thing about, you know, guys shooting women in the back when no one else is making those kind of movies. I'm making the movies I want to make. Sometimes they're hits. Who knew? It's crazy. Um, the vagina jabs its dick down your mouth I've, and it bites your nose I've off. I've always yeah, given Ridley, a Scott, Ridley Scott a pass for going like, you go and make the movies you want, dude. God bless. The person that I found out later was like, but Ridley had this brother who is the most pandering, bullshit, lowest common denominator jerkwad um i have seen almost no tony scott movies i have intentionally avoided most of them um because most of them are god-awful and exactly the kind of movies that i don't ever want to see top gun okay put a gun to my head maybe i'll watch that piece of crap someday Days of Thunder, never in a million bajillion. Domino? Domino? Fuck that shit. Ten minutes in, out. I was done. Man on fire. Uh, Man on fire. Bullshit. Hated it. Um, You know, uh, uh, Last Boy Scout, I actually made it all the way through just because it was so Maybe you don't get it. It's art. No, it's commerce. Tony, Tony Scott, <laughs> and, and I hate him, and he should jump off a bridge. Oh, but these, come on, I had to go there. But uh, so it's no, it's you know, God bless him for making all the money. That's you know, good for him. But the you know, Look I had that pretty picture right there. Uh, but it's it's again, this is just the perspective. Is like I'm yeah. totally on Ridley Scott's camp. Like, oh, Ridley Scott, he makes terrible movies. Well, Prometheus had a bad script, but it was just as pretty as anything else he's ever done. And that's all he's ever done is make pretty movies that sometimes have good scripts. Uh, whereas Tony Scott is the one that I always like, oh, but he, at least he's no Tony Scott. He didn't sell out like his brother and make, you know, loud bullshit. Uh, so so you, there you that's, go. that's one thing you can say about Ridley Scott. He fucking did not sell yeah, out. He did not sell out. Uh, uh, so anyway, so so this it's just I'm just saying this perspective. It's like sure. if you if you want to see that Top Gun movie that, you know, whatever the hell that thing's about, like, OK, fine. But um, I think I've tried three times to get through Top Gun. Yeah, like I've made it. I will. I will uh, say this. I really enjoy y'all. Top Gun is great. Yeah. See, there you go. The last movie that he made. Uh, All right, company man. The last movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say? The last movie that he made. Uh, the Runaway Train one. Um, Pelham. Uh, no, it's about a runaway train. Uh, Captain Kirk yeah, is yeah. in it. I think it's called yeah. Runaway Train. Yeah. Um, what's it? <laughs> Un- Unstoppable. Um, 
It's uh, Denzel Washington guy. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, Denzel, Denzel Washington, Denzel, Chris, Pine. Chris Pine. Um, that's a fun. I mean, it's a pure, just adrenaline. Like, here's a thing. But it's you know, it was fun. It was really, it was quite well made. It was to- totally cookie cutter, just like everything else he did. But, but uh, I enjoyed it for the thrill ride that it was. Um, so I was able to like go, okay, fine. As long as you're not trying to sell me the military or NASCAR or whatever you're pandering to this week, Tony. But uh, in the yeah. chat, Masscam42 says Tony Scott was Michael Bay before Michael Bay was exactly. Yes, yes, yes. exactly. Yes. Totally was. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, God bless him for making all the money. But uh, but I actually enjoyed Unstoppable because Unstoppable, I guess, was trying to tell me trains. But uh, you know, <laughs> buy these trains. Trains are great. <laughs> but we really chugga, 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 need chugga, to invest chugga. in a high speed yes, rail system. Yes, maybe that's what it was trying to sell me. But uh, anyway, so I'm just saying that's sure. that's an interesting perspective. Is like you know, you go to Ridley Scott. Like, you know, Ridley Scott, you know, you're not aware of Tony Scott and what a bullshit guy that was. His bullshit body of work. Um, and apparently, there's some circles where people actually think Tony Scott was a great filmmaker and was one. And I'm like, oh, okay, if you like, if you say so. He did a thing and he did it well. He did, yeah. Uh, just because I don't like that thing doesn't mean he didn't do it well. That's right. Well, and that would be my argument for Ridley Scott either. Uh, I was like, yeah, it's like I, if you're big on beginning, middle, and end, maybe Ridley Scott is not so much your guy. But um, my I, chest looks like, like that too. Ugh. Sure. So my it, lipstick looks like that. You can't tell. My lipstick brings other boys. I was, was going to ask how, how you get it to stay so well. It's tattooed. It's oh, permanent. Nice. How does the shine? This is very look? funny. I mean, we're, we're not we're not at the scene yet, but I think we're about to be at the scene. But his eyes. Ah! Yeah, yeah, she's definitely wearing the contacts there. Now, is that that's an onset accident, right? That'd be the sort of thing where, like, it was no, set up no, for not, her. Not for, not for her. No, she's no, no, supposed no, no, to no, wear no, the, no, but him. Replica. His eyes glowing. That's that's that, the story. It's that, like they never tried to make. Oh, like you're supposed to get a clue that he's a replicant. What's funny that was is never part of the movie. In my head, I, I have never looked at the IMDb boards for this movie. I don't know the lore for this movie. I didn't care. Right. In my head. I had invented everything that apparently totally fucking happened with that shot. I invented what happened and how everyone reacted to it for 25 years on IMDb, all without ever actually knowing that, just because the internal complex model of IMDb I have in my head is very articulate, and I can just <laughs> guess what they're going to be fucking crazy about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, always the she had the highlight, but he caught a little bit of it. That means he's kind of a replicant. But, but no, but it was an accident on the shooting day. And the, yeah. Yep. She's wearing the contacts Called that make it really it kick. All. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, but I he, mean, a beam splitter is a beam splitter. If you look at the camera, you're going to get a little of that effect. Death of the author, get out what you can. But like, <laughs> It's a wonderful touch, death of the I author style. Yeah. It's fucking badass, Death of the Author style. But yeah, on set, yeah, but fuck Death of the Author so much. I don't know what that means. It's 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 the idea that uh, it, when you're analyzing a piece of work, it doesn't even fucking matter what the author intended. Authorial oh, intent, okay. yeah, becomes secondary to to whatever the right. fuck you want. I was to make thinking that so it. literally, like Philip K. Dick, you know, couldn't come back from the grave. And go, no, he's not a replicant. Well, what are you people like on that. about? But I don't know. It, but I don't know if that's so such a, whatever his story was. It's, it's so it's different. It's usually from this movie. invoked. To um, allow for the director doesn't realize how much of their own zeitgeist they're showing us right now, and later in the future you'll look back on this and be like, they didn't even realize how into that they were. And that that yeah. I can buy. It's like that Spielberg and Daddy yeah. Issues. Like if yeah. you end up if you went to Spielberg and said Daddy Issues in 1970, he's like, no, not more like, anyone no, else. What are you talking you know? about? Yeah, it's like, dude, you for 20 years right. you've been telling us about yeah, Daddy but Issues. That, yeah. that, that, I, is that I buy. Boring. Yeah. Like I don't know. You get too far into navel gazing, but I, naval so, aviator. <laughs> Naval aviatoring. I don't know to to be as cliche as possible they're called, they're about it. The question airmen. is more interesting than the answer, and I think that like the boards where we're getting into like no, it means this is way more interested in like definitive answers, and that's just oh my god, why? No I just think it's awesome that that happened. It's a perfect accident. It's the sort of thing that when you're watching that, you're like. Yeah, that should be in the movie. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. No, that's a cool touch. And, and then that happens a lot. And then the movie becomes a cult classic and everyone's like, 
Wait, that's right. We have to get way too serious about yeah, this. I'm no. going to write a book about cool. those eyes. I yeah. wonder if this that means that is as far as you ever need yeah. to go. I was kind of bummed. I went to the trouble of making an image macro on our forum and it only got used like once or twice and then no one ever used it again. But it's the kid on the trike in shining going down the hall and I have like all the angles like charted out with like arrows pointing at them, like all the angles that are visible in the frame. And it's like, Cooper is a genius. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. With right, like you can right angles. Like, angles and hey, to figure two is well, the, 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 every so often, and I, and I need to start cataloging these, but every so often, you know, something that I literally had my hands on or was involved in, I will see someone spout some bullshit theory on the internet. You know, I Trey, I, I saw the in, the in the original uh, theatrical run of Starship Troopers that cow wasn't actually censored when they destroyed yeah, the well, cow. Yeah, like the cow. There's exactly. actually that like blah, blah, blah. But they couldn't show that in theaters and anymore. And of course, the, the censored rape scene, which uh, has never seen the light of day from Starship Troopers, which I'm sure we talked about in the actual Starship Troopers uh, commentary. Yes, the the mythical rape scene that is right there in the movie, and yet everyone thinks doesn't exist. Anyway, so um, this I'm distracted by the fact that is no one going to point out the fact that the actress on screen is also sitting next to me on the couch right at this moment? Can we just get that out of the what? way? Hey, <laughs> am I the only one who knows? I, I, I'm I do have I'll, dark hair and eyeliner on. Uh, yes, you do. Oh and other, other than the shape of your nose, the profile is not a perfect match. But otherwise, um, yeah, there's actually hadn't yeah, there's there's something there. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, oh, yay. Another person to look like. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, it anyway. could be Harrison Ford. You could do worse than like, you know, get a shot. Chloe, you look just like Harrison Ford. Anyway. Awesome. So, there you go. So it's the, the chin scar. <laughs> yeah, it's a line. Yeah. Again, it's a line. I get that a lot. So the the... I've seen people go like, well, you know, and but you know, right, right, this happened. And I'm like, I know for a fact, having been there, that like, what's your thing? What, not only did X not intentionally happen... I don't even know what you're talking about. That, death of the author. <laughs> yeah, Shut up. Exactly. It's like, we didn't deliberately do anything remotely like what you're talking about. I was there, and that was, you're not even talking about a thing that happened, per se. Uh, you're just literally yeah. looking at a thing at face value that no human ever actually put any conscious thought into. Um, Harrison Ford is odd in this movie as someone who grew up with star wars and indie well at the time it's all we had of harrison ford yeah so, yeah. so, so it's, it's, like, it's a weird performance you're not quite sure where to where to get it you know where yeah, to grab but on. as as trey's date pointed out yes it's, it's definitely nice it's, it's definitely odd to hear i mean it's definitely like different than what we had seen but it's also just like of itself kind of a weird confused sort of mumbly performance he doesn't always seem to kind of I guess it's just that he doesn't know what's going on in the story he's in. I mean, it's, you know, it's Chinatown in the future and it's sad or dark black question mark neon, I guess. Like, you know, he's supposed to be sort of befuddled the whole movie, but <laughs> I'm so confused. He's got this very like the whole time. I like, thought you were closer. Damn. I thought that would be clearer. <laughs> Where's my family? <laughs> right. Where am I going? <laughs> what's my motivation? <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing in all of these scenes. In the Especially this scene. This is, yeah. a, this, is a, this is a scene that certainly was a pivotal scene where everyone's like, oh, it's a, well, no, he's a rapist. What's happening? I was like, I, it's, very, it's very hard to get a grasp on what is going on in this scene. In the book, she seduces him. Uh, oh. And he has a wife. Oh. Uh, so well. that's different. That's, yes. Um, <laughs> Huh. But I mean, he's just, like it's just weird. I mean, he doesn't, he's not she, even particularly really compelling to me, but maybe that's just because I'm so, I'm like, I'm taking, I'm taking away more like, because he, he's such a known quantity. I'm not giving him any credit at all sort of thing. Like, I don't know what I'm not giving him credit for, but it feels like he's almost like the wrong choice. But then again, like, I can't put my is. finger. I can't put my finger on what he's doing yeah. to notice if it's right or wrong. This movie probably wouldn't exist if he wasn't, you know, cast sure. in the lead. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, it's. 
I guess that's true. But like, but like, I I can't tell. That's well, they were, so uh, fucking cool. Yeah, we Sp- spray paint eyeliner. Go, Daryl. They uh um some of the other things I was reading are like the um other people that were considered for the lead and like one I guess Dan Aykroyd. One of the one of the main considerations was Dustin Hoffman, which I th- that's I think I'd like been to see amazing. that movie. I'd like to see that movie. Like it would have been wrong, but it would have been so amazing to see. Dustin Hoffman might have actually been. I can imagine that being <laughs> would have been really. It, and it, like even something. like uh, again, who knows if it's true or not? But like what I was reading was du- even Dustin Hoffman was like, "Why me? I'm not tough. <laughs> yeah, why? why? I'm, I'm not a tough why? guy. Why me though? But I, Dustin Hoffman is one of those people I could watch all day long. So I just I, I would have loved it. As far as the scene we just had, I mean, you know, here talk about talk about weird sex. <laughs> David it's, Bowie. It's funny how like this se- the, the the sexual things that are going on in this in this section are far more odd than the other scene, and yet this feel this feels okay. This section here, but the this I always it certainly was odd at the time. Like, what the hell is happening with this scene? But it comes back to the. The movie just wasn't spoon feeding you like, right. oh, let's have a nice little, and then they kiss and it's romantic. It's like, no, it's weird and fucked up, and it can't not be. Right? He's a ro- he's supposed to kill her. He doesn't want to, but he knows that she's a robot, and she knows that she's a robot. And is he fucking she's that a, weird Hitler nose like, guy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's like it's a, it's this is all messed up. Clearing I mean, no wonder fresh. he doesn't know how to. You know, do I order it around? I, but I kind of like it. I don't. Right. But I'm feeling it, and what does it care if it likes me or not? And what the hell? It puts the lotion on it. Does yeah. it beat? Does to know what it means to be human yes exactly so so yeah i mean i mean i've i've had you know i've had moments like that in my life that were just as awkward just there were no robotics involved but it's kind of like i don't know what sure? we're doing yeah i'm pretty sure okay um, well i know i'm not a replicant because i wait what do you, you have you feel what are you getting and at memories and yeah. you dream of unicorns and yeah then meanwhile here in fetish world where all you know Slave ev- everything you could possibly want here in uh, in uh, jr's apartment like you know oh do you want a bear that you can sure i got one of those let's do it <laughs> do you like you like little clowns i have a bunch of them let's let's party do you <laughs> want a dog on a unicycle you can <laughs> yeah. fuck it in the holes <laughs> yeah it's great fuck it in the dog unicycle holes yeah it's got a beer <laughs> his name is lawrence He's an Italian greyhound. He's very sad about this entire arrangement. But he won't tell anyone. Frankly, he would have that's preferred to stay building. at the Humane yeah, Society. There's, there's some world that's building. just not how it went for Lawrence. Stop asking questions about your book about weird shit. Anyway, here we go. <laughs> so Maybe anyway. Dustin Hoffman is Roy Batty. That Never let me cool vamp. <laughs> <laughs> my only witness. That might have been one of my favorites of your tangents ever. That was a <laughs> you decided to interview me with your book about weird shit. That was good stuff. Uh, anyway, and then Rutger, as if things weren't weird enough, Rutger Hauer's back in the movie. Holy mackerel. So, and, and he's like, again, talking about a performance, you're going like, what is happening right now? You're here, he's here to demonstrate that he's as human as you are. Rutger Hauer, it was there the Christoph go. Waltz of 1982. He was. Like, yeah. you hire him for the same thing, where it's just like, can you be confusingly charismatic? Can you just be European can as you, fuck? Yeah, can you be? Yeah, yeah. We don't know what that means. Can you like, make me both straighter and gayer at we once? We think you're evil, but we think it's just a continental thing. Yeah. So it's okay. We don't know if he's right. evil. Can you smile, or, but make it worse? He's, he's, he's either evil or Belgian. We're not really sure what the deal is here. Maybe exactly. in Belgian, stabbing you in the face is like yeah. how you say hello. Can you do polite. something with your eyes so that I owe you money? <laughs> I had the fun privilege of when I was, when I lived out in uh, um, 
and the Marina del Rey. I was going, I went to a little local coffee shop, and there, sitting there by himself at a little table reading a paper, was Rutger Bloody Howard. <laughs> and, and I was just like, you know, and there were people like, as I was <laughs> did, sitting, you, did you go, yeah? I was, I, yeah, I, I almost did. Yeah, I was shit. like, he's oh, going to rip my oh, eye out oh, now. I was like, well, I just, I that's, why, that's why I didn't draw his attention. I just acknowledged that I was looking at Rutger Howard <laughs> and then moved on and got my sandwich. Which is the right thing to do when you see celebrities if anyone's Ex- curious. Exactly. And so I just sat there, you know, a Hauer adjacent uh, and had, you know, he had his salad and I had my sandwich. Hauer and, salad. Uh, yeah, Stoke and, sandwich. And, uh, and so we're just sort of sitting there taking, you know, two regular Joes taking the sun in Marina Del Rey. It sounds um, like you were both just people. Yeah, like we're human beings. It's weird, which, which okay. is weird okay. because, of course, right. we don't sure. know about no. him. No, sure. oh, yeah. but, he's um, not. But, 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 but then, you know, just to, just to reiterate, you know, oh, I'm on the right track with things here. Two Dude bros went by and were like, hey, Rutger Hauer, and you were in a movie in Blade Runner that we've seen. And yeah, and he hey, was, at least they knew his actual name. They it was nice. Yeah. Pointed and, him and say Blade Runner. And he sat, you know, That's he sat like there and just kind of went, you know, actually, I'm just kind of an elderly foreigner reading my paper right now. But thank you for <laughs> as long as you just stop right. talking to me right now. Everything's cool. You guys, you know, he's just yeah. kind of like, yes, I'm acknowledging that you're acknowledging me and. That's the end of our transaction. Thank you. Um, and yeah. they, How do you order in this place? Yeah, they, they, <laughs> exactly. And they finally moved on. Um, so you know, I was like, all right, I was the cool one who said, you know, I see that that's Rudger Hauer, and I don't need to tell him that. <laughs> Hi, sure this is Tom knows. Hanks. Just saying, if you see me out in the street, <laughs> leave me. Leave me, me alone. <laughs> yeah. And Rudger Hauer from observation. Uh, that's yeah. a, that's a good plan for Rudger Hauer as well. Yeah. Sometimes they, he just wants to read his paper by the water. They know who they are. Now yeah. you know what, like. I feel safe on behalf of the people that I can imagine who run up to Tom Hanks and be like, oh my God, I love you. And he's like, yep, still Tom Hanks today. Shit. Yeah. And he goes through it. Everything. But that's Tom Hanks. That's like, you know, Tom Hanks is cool. Maybe he's had two bad days ever, but like, he's probably fine. It's okay. Yes. They're being weird and idiots about it, but yeah, he, he won't make him feel bad. But you know, people also must also every day do that to like the Christopher Walken's. Every day, I, I would that. bet. Like, I bet if you did an actual count, if you did a real census of if people get too many, spooked and like, never mind. Sorry, how many interactions various celebrities had? I bet you the scarier ones get less. I would like, like I would fewer people money. are like, I'm gonna go say hi to Christopher Walken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my Bonus experience is, is adding a of being a villain in movies. I mean, it's fun, but yeah. also no one bugs you. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, my experience from Batman Returns is no one would go and talk to Christopher Walken because it was Christopher Walken and he might cut you, <laughs> you know. And then my friend, you know, who <laughs> acts, my friend who actually like, oh yeah, you know, I, do you want to come to Christ- get lunch? Come to Christopher Walken is like, well, I just went up and said hi. It's like you went up and said hi. What are you insane? What did he say? You did know? he look at you? Does like, he have eyes? Does he have feelings? Did you check? Do you have all your organs? All of them? Probably like Christopher Walken is probably the loneliest person on the planet because like no one will talk to me. It's like the hot girl thing. Like no one ever asks me out. Though. Yeah, I'm sitting home every Saturday night because everyone thinks I'm out. So uh, anyway, yeah. so I you, you never know, you never know, you never know which one. Anyway, but, well, uh, apparently Rutger Hauer that day, Rutger Hauer that day, many Rutger Hauer's were identified that day. Let me tell and you, preferred to read their paper. Uh, so again, this this scene is just like just twisted as all fuck in every direction you can imagine, and but you know, but correctly so. I would say it's it's. 
again, it's something you just sort of have to get a grip on. Yeah, that's the fact that, you know, Rutger Hauer, as you, you were touching on earlier, is like, Rutger Hauer is like, yeah, he knows when it's time to, like, kill people or, like, you know, dig minerals out of a wall. He knows his shit there. But when he's trying to sort of grapple with emotions, he's, he's, he's four years old and he doesn't really know how to do that. So it's all about, Bruce is very sick and me, me, it's like, is he, is this a thing? It's he's fucking terrifying. Exactly. It's just kind of like, my God, this is a, And this is like the roboticist who's lonely and kind of on their side to begin with. Yeah. So. And again, and there is that the hot blonde robot that's like yeah I, I'm supposed to be fuckable I'm real good at that let me just show you how I do it let me, let me backflip hello <laughs> yeah really I'm just supposed to make you want me sexy, how am sexy, I doing sexy 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 is yeah. this working yeah I'm a standard pleasure model which in your world is probably the best thing you've ever seen right so <laughs> check it out so the fact that they're uh, you that know. is one of those good like sociological like like trolley problems though it's like okay Daryl Hannah's all over you and she wants to like dazzle you and fuck you, but Rutger Hauer's is going to be staring at you pouting the yeah. whole time. You might get to, but Rutger Hauer's right. going to be in the room. Do you no. do it? <laughs> yeah. You're like, he doesn't know that it's weird that this is happening, yeah. but he's still looking. Rutger Hauer's just going to stand and like lean right down in your face and just keep mirroring whatever expressions you're making. Yeah. And now we're going to go <laughs> see the bartender from The Shining, speaking of uh, Ridley Scott. Well, here he's. You've always been the caretaker. The if this movie was made now, uh, Tarell would be for... played by John Malkovich. And this would, be, this would be after Shining. Shining, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Shining is seventy nine. Yep, that sounds right. So, so yeah, so he liked he liked the bartender so much he gave him a bigger role in the next movie. Good for good for you, Ridley. Look at that face makeup. Look at him with his stippling. Yeah, that's a that's a nice little stipple. Nice little work. Yeah. Well, it's it's more like just they made it crinkly. And it's, uh, it's if it's in the past tense, it's stubbled. Stapple. Stapled. Stippled. You stipple. You have stapled hodge. And it's one of the easier as they go tricks is you just sort of pull the skin down, put the collodion or whatever the, the stiff stuff is, and then let the skin relax again, and then it bunches it all up. And it makes you look like you're dying of radiation. Yeah. You can do it and every single day if you want to look gross. Check out the glasses on uh, Mr. Mr. Tyrell. Dipshit in the fuck. Very they're, smart. They're like... Kanye glasses from the seventies. <laughs> like if Kanye's glasses existed. In the oh 70s. wow! You just invented he like a new kind of steampunk. Smart. Yeah. Wow. What would Kanye do with what he could get in the seventies? <laughs> Holy shit! You just invented a new steampunk. There you go. That's what you just that. did. There, That's see, what you just did. And then all be like like weird segways made out of Camaros. It'd be amazing. There's a demonstration that if like if you if you're doing a beam splitter anyway, it'll pay off the day you shoot the close up of the owl <laughs> because yeah, you, no shit. The glow of that the owl. Blah, like Just spotlights. wait until they do the, the giant squid shot. You won't believe it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Seriously, you just invented a new steampunk. Let's do it. What would Kanye do if he only had what he could get his hands on in the 70s to make it with? Ooh. I want a car like, made out of polyester. Right. How is he going to make a parakeet out of bell bottoms? <laughs> <laughs> How? He'll find a way. He's Kanye. That's what it'll be. It'll be like steampunk, but instead of it being all like copper and leather, it's going to be denim and like <laughs> denim, fiberglass. Denim and leather. And yeah. And shag. And shag. Shag carpeting. <laughs> oh, man. He would have the best shagging wagon. In the, in the oh. engine of a Camaro. That's what he's got. That's his, that's his source. He, he will, was totally on that rope. He will have created like the anachronistic like bolus form of no, like a Tesla, but wear. it's yeah. all out of old pieces yeah. of sheet metal and polystyrene. That robe is larger than the, my apartment. Quite Sorry, frankly. we're on different that's, paths that's here, aren't we? Apartment. Conversational. Yeah. Not to mention the apartment. We're looking <laughs> Sorry. Okay. You got really enchanted with that <laughs> Kanye thing. Way out with Kanye there. But, um, I'm staying there. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm here with that's Mr. That's the world you want to live in. <laughs> a path diverged in the wood. Okay. 
I chose the path uh, more fascinating. All right. So this so, is just uh, visually just, just a, again, everything's just all messed up about this scene, and I love it so hard. How would he do his sunglasses? They automatically dim down just like the, the windows in his in his big office. But the this whole concept was like, okay, so here's your replicant. It's like literally he's come to meet God and God lives in exactly the bedroom that you think God lives in, which yeah, is Donald Trump's hysterical. And God has weird taste in, in sleepwear and, and home decoration. But um but the fact that you know you're just the, the messed upness of this, which I love, is the you know if you if you could go to God and ask him all the questions, and God would just go because that's just how we did it. And God, can you please stop me from dying? Nope. Nope. <laughs> but why did you invent death? Because you you're got, illegal here. Because you got to. Because it was the end of the day, and I wanted yeah. to go home. Yeah. Mad Men was on. It was Friday. <laughs> I wanted to get home yeah. in time for Mad Men. Yeah, I had to invent Mad Men first. It's if, you're, if you haven't had a chance to uh, find, which I assume is hopefully still in print, but uh, get a copy of Venus on the Half Shell, which is uh, supposedly written by um, Kurt Vonnegut's uh, uh, pseudonym, but Kurt Vonnegut... Kilgore Trout. Kilgore Trout. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't written by, by Kurt Vonnegut. It was written by uh, Philip Jose Farmer um, using the Kurt Vonnegut fake Is there going to be a quiz? Because I didn't follow... There's a book called Venus on the Half Shell, which is hysterically funny, and you should read it. Um, Got it's, it. It's, uh, it's, it's written by Philip Jose Farmer under the pseudonym Kilgore Trout, which is the fake author that never actually existed that you read about in Kurt Vonnegut novels. Oh, um, now I got it. So everyone thought that Kilgore, that Venus on the Half Shell was written by Kurt Vonnegut. Right, because he was doing it. Like, written by Philip It'd be like if anyway, William Goldman had a book written by a The story is about the last human being alive who is just, uh, there's, a, there's a global cataclysm and uh, the, the last human being, to, the only human being to survive it, who manages to get aboard a Chinese spaceship that he doesn't really know how to operate, um, decides that as, since he's the last human on the, in, in, the, in the world, in existence, and there'll never be any more humans, he's going to go find God and ask God the ultimate question, which is why did you create us only to suffer and die? And the, only, and the book is all about his adventures to try and find God um, and, uh, and ask them that question. In, hmm. the end, in the end, I won't give away the whole ending, but he doesn't find God because God is dead, but he finds a creature who knew God before God died. And so, and then knew the Does answer. find God's college roommate? Exactly. And so, and knew, <laughs> oh yeah, we used to talk about it all the time. You want to know? And so they would, you know, so that's, anyway, but it's this very satirical, wacky, you know, silly, silly thing about his. I don't uh, know, it was a long time ago, but I have to, I recall that God was really into real big fish. It sounds <laughs> so, very Hitchhikers. It's well, yeah, but long yeah. before Hitchhikers, well, yeah. yeah, Hitchhikers definitely owes a, a little something that, to Venus on dude. the half shell. It has that feel. Um, anyway, so it's, it's, it's just that I was triggered by that, like you know, the same thing. It's like I'm going to go meet God and ask him questions, and God's not going to give me satisfactory answers. So I'm going to kill God, and now I'm really messed up. Now I don't even know. Now I'm a I'm a four year old with the abilities of a, of a yeah. Superman. So I'm a psychopath, but I'm also four, and I'm going to die anyway. And so I'm mad at God. Man destroyed so God. I killed yeah. him, and I've got weird so feelings about that. Who wants to party hard? Is all I'm saying because, as far as a moral center, I'm not real sure I have <laughs> one every right day. Now. I'm hustling. <laughs> yeah. Can replicants get super super high? Brian, I think that's yeah. the next question. Remember in the '80s when everyone was talking about how there would be future like. Hordes of roving little people. Uh, <laughs> well, roving, like marauders, roving bands of things were big in the eighties. <laughs> we were right? worried about hordes. What? We were, we were, were all about the hordes, and specifically, we were worried about the roving hordes. It was, well, it was all the skateboarders. We we're like, God, oh, let's this, this boards, is not, not going like, end well. Just yeah. everyone, they just wear leather and go to my pool. Stop. Yeah, it was all about the urban sprawl. Yep. Why do they all carry cat and nine tails? That's not practical at all. Some of them have slingshots. But there's there. I forgot about slingshots. Oh, yeah. Not like in the joke, just generally as a person. 
Those yeah, are, those like are great that. things. So also, really. You could do serious damage with those. It's like one of the first weapons. Kind of. Sort of. So that's a, that was a pretty substantial amount of steam that, that ship that's created. A, that's a crazy practical effect we just saw just there. <laughs> Lift it up very fast. Yeah. Are, is the, whatever technique they did here just the same technique they used in Back to the Future 2? Like pretty sure flying cars, like wire wires, work. but you just, just can't see them. Yeah, wire work, just yeah, like on a crane and just the crane. That one, that just one don't shine any lights on the black strings, and you won't see them. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah. Might have been not necessarily full, full, full scale. I'm not really sure, but uh, that would certainly would make sense. Oh, but well, maybe, speaking it's, German. maybe it's full scale. The random, the random dwarf horse will just steal your radiator. Jawa. Marauders are upset about their oh, that, briefcases. Wow, that shot looks a lot better than it did in the original. Yeah. That, that 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 one cleaned up good. Not, not, most of this movie cleans up pretty good. Yeah, I think. Here we go back to the see what happens. Movie, you put on something nice, get yourself taken out someplace pretty. <laughs> Except for Harrison Ford, who just looks dazzlingly eighteen throughout the entire thing. <laughs> I gotta say the the ground cars do not hold up aesthetically very well like they they look like those like oh yeah it's a it's a box it's well, a future box well i mean you should know that well, i think it's just the way they kind of shake it's yeah than, yeah i think that's part of it substantial shaking. as vehicles yeah. 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 yeah it's the lack of they don't look substantial it's, so it, for me it's part it's partly the shape but that's also definitely part of it yeah. as well i think if they felt solid the the shape would sell better yeah i still have yet to go to the bradbury i should do that it's a really it looks just like this, but not smoky. Ooh. Not quite as tilted. Less water not, not, as, not as wet, yeah. Who says we can't just smoke up everything? Why can't all movies look like this? Why can't... <laughs> smoke alarms. <laughs> We're the Millers could look like this yeah. just because, you know what? We're people and we die in the end. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about like real life. Like, why can't we just have guys holding smoke machines <laughs> yeah, and walk down the street? Precede us everywhere. So like, we don't even acknowledge them. I'm not them. willing like, to like, pay union wages. Like, noise yeah. is off. Like, they're just like the guys like in all black <laughs> just walk, running around like... <laughs> Wafting like 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 a guy with like a pizza paddle just like f- f- fanning in the dry ice. Yeah. They ruined the Bradbury in this movie. I don't know how they how they managed to do this and have maybe it, still. it was up for renovation. They're like, fuck <laughs> it, just burn it down. We'll build yeah. it. Do you think the the, the guy running the spotty up there has this on his on his spotlight reel? <laughs> yeah, I put I, I put the auto tracker in the upper corner in the of the Bradbury building. That was you. I had to decide not to do the laser show though. Yeah. Floyd was playing. It was, wait, no. This I could have made it too. spell like rock on. And <laughs> yeah. Rock yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I just come from the Gary Glitter tour. and uh, you know. <laughs> Rock and roll part one is the better one. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> People don't get it. Sheep. <laughs> Here we go. That is the fucking baffling edit. That's Why are you so scam movie, you scary? Because she's hearing she's, him coming. She's, yeah, she's, she hears him coming. She's a, she's robot. a robot. She's got super... Sensory, she she can yeah, turn fast, and she's not even a kick murder. She's just a sex droid, but yeah. she still has. Uh, that's why she has to kind of make it up and kill him, sort of in sexy ways. Like, what if I squeeze him in my vagina? Sure, okay, <laughs> pop. <laughs> That'll she's work. Just yeah, adapting her sex exactly for for she's, killing. I can stretch and bend and see. What does it mean to be human? You. She can adapt. That's right. Whatever. Maybe her- crunching power. <laughs> Whatever, whatever, she, whatever her definition of what it means to be human, I'm on board with it. Fantastic! <laughs> the creepy little robot toys. Just walking into the Ugh. doors. You're about to get Which, ha- by the way, guy, wonderful performance there. Yeah. yeah. Also, no hesitate, no flinching to that. No, he walked right into that wall. And just went for it. Like a but very small boss. The, 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 the nose dildo broke, broke the, the fall, though. 
Mm. Yeah, you use it like cats use whiskers. Yes, exactly. Sense. Yeah, it's funny. If you actually tape down a weird dildo monster's nose, <laughs> uh, he can't tell where he's going. He's in a cave. He's, oh, they freak he out. He walks around in a crowd. <laughs> oh, they freak out so hard. <laughs> oh, the little dildo monster thinks he's in a cave. Yeah. I taped actually, his booties. <laughs> they go completely We really need to get dope. friends yeah. <laughs> in this joke. This is a very sad life I'm living. <laughs> when, there's a, when there's a killer replicant on the loose... Um, and you're in a room full of moving mannequins. I I think I shoot them all in the head just to because why not? Yeah, just bang, bang, <laughs> just, bang, just bang, bang. That's yeah, why you're yeah. not a blade don't, runner. Yeah, don't like, don't like. Oh, I wonder if this could be the one. Right, let me get headshot, real, headshot, headshot, yes. headshot, headshot, reload. headshot first. Headshot, 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 she, headshot. She kicks. Headshot. She learned some kickboardering. Well, she must have hung out with Zora for a while because see now she's you know that. Oh, not the most. I see here that you are here. proficient yeah. in Excel ninety seven. Like, How is your kick murdering? It's like she turns <laughs> into a different. Like she turns into she you know, like Jared Sybil. Graham all of a sudden. She looks like late Sybil Shepherd. Yeah, Just, late oh. late stage Sybil Shepherd. <laughs> oh, it's, it's like, terminal. She literally looks it's like terminal. a different person. She's like you have a you have a you have a terminal case of Sybil Shepherd sixty nineing. Trust me, no one comes back from the stage. Oof. Now it's it's I'm God bless. She jams your fingers in your nose for reasons like you you're not clear, but it is worse. Then Definitely worse. Off like an Olympian. What's, what's funny is like for someone who I don't know if this was her very 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 first movie. It was certainly one of. And you know, there you go. Now shoot it. Good idea. Um, after it's had a, had a whack. Oh, uh, it's you. freaking out again. Now Keep it's shooting. Oh, it's breaking down. But the fact that she started out as this and then was like sort of you know just sort of the blonde chick for thirty years and then finally Kill Bill comes along and she got to kick ass again. You know, I was like, I was so happy to just go like, yeah, see, she totally can be this, you know, this horrifying, you know, like, why was she an action star all along? Yeah. 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 uh, You know, she she did perfectly well as the, you know, as the girl in in many, many movies. But uh, the fact that it was she, she didn't really play a badass again until Kill Bill. I don't know. Did she do anything in Mermaid? She was in, in Splash? <laughs> Splash? Yeah. She tried to Mermaid. kill Tom Hanks with her tail. Did mermaid movie? But it was just kind of just cute. It really wasn't a dangerous feeling. I preferred Mermaid movie 2 where she was played by Rene Russo. <laughs> sure. Now here, this is, again, we're into one of the most messed up, most not like what you thought oh, you God, were buying so it, good. what you're buying your ticket for. You know, it's like, okay, this this showdown with the big bad is kind of like, no, it's not. Sp- I don't understand what you're doing, movie. I don't get what's happening at all. Everything. It's like you're, it's almost like you're subverting my expectations, movie, and I'm not sure I like it. I'm not sure I'm ready for that. Not sure I'm ready for my idea of what it means to be human to be. <laughs> to be like maybe I'm by not, a maybe robot, I'm wrong by a German fucking robot. Yeah. Not that you robot. can also subvert the expectations without needing a fucking doctoral thesis. In, well, yeah, in 12th century literature illusions. Yeah, sure. I, I just what? don't. I just don't like. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to go back to the idea of people reading way too much fucking into this movie. Uh, I'm not, I, 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 there's plenty. I'm, of I'm still not clear on how that. I was just Can talking I, about the fact that he takes the guy's gun away but gives him back, and that's weird in a movie, right? And then, <laughs> and, but and and that is the right level of like, yeah. oh, that's that's yeah. that's the right. This level isn't of playing out to, by the numbers that you normally do. This exactly. Part. Maybe and that, he's and having a thought about something. The the extra uh, five. Um, postdoctoral dissertations about the symbolism of him giving the gun back. Yeah. Maybe not quite as uh, as like, valid of an end. He's fucking with him. Brian, That's you're the no symbolism. Fun. I know. 
You're kind of fun, but not very fun. <laughs> I I am I am a blast. <laughs> Invite me to parties. I'll, I'll have you know that I'm actually quite charming and entertaining. Indeed. But he but will th- tell you that you're, you know, he will tell you that you're enjoying will, a movie wrong. I That's, will tell you you are full of shit. That's hilarious. You're perfectly you just introduce yourself as like at parties I'm much more subdued. I'm with <laughs> I'm with Brian on this. It's perfectly okay to to enjoy a movie any way you like. Just don't insist on it on the internet. <laughs> is well, all yeah. I'm asking. <laughs> just don't insist on the internet in general. Well, don't yeah. insist on, insist on it with people who disagree with you. Just because that's yeah. not a hill I'm interested like, in dying. Yeah, on. if you've got sure, so if, I don't want to watch you. If you've got that kind of free time, God bless you. But uh, you know, for me, it was just like, wasn't it awesome when he broke his fingers and then gave his gun back? Wasn't that the greatest fuck you? Yeah. Oh, there was more to it than that. I'm sorry, I just need to wait in the lobby I've for my car. <laughs> I've, I've, I've got so yeah, many. I'm just moving on right bye. now. Bye. In the end, it's kind of a movie. So um, it's <laughs> that the, was like the XKCD a couple of weeks ago. It was like I've learned that I can just ignore any sentence that starts with theoretically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. or technically, or technically. 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 Well, technically, well, tec- look a bug. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That's the internet argument equivalent of I'm not racist, but hi, my name is Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, boop. Ripcord, whoosh, gone. <laughs> wow. Do you just carry that with you everywhere? Yes, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Instant, instant jettison from any conversation. With like, well, instant zipline, now no party is a bummer. <laughs> Excuse me, you seem like an intelligent person, but bye! Yeah, zing! <laughs> just backwards out the window. Bwee! I'm sure many people like you. So long! I am not so, one of them! So what does it mean to be a person on the internet? Uh, so that, you know, just the fact that, yeah, just, you're, I understand where it comes from because, especially in uh, even more even more today with where every movie is like you know Tony Scott is the norm and Ridley Scott is the one who seems weird, um, is the fact is like well, I just why is he painting he's putting blood and I just give me give me a, a roadmap Ooh. movie what are you doing and it's I like I feel like that's pretty straightforward actually as far as like the like why to give the gun back that's worth thinking about but like yeah. him mourning and trying to feel close to her and trying to like get part of her back and be part of her that seems completely human to me let me just scooch away from you a little bit on the couch um i i, I Yes, I agree with you, but I don't know if it's 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 not normal behavior. It's not point. normal, but like, there's nothing. No I, one grieves normal. Like. <laughs> it's true, but they. I just like I said. I that's and that's all well and good. I I I just like the the fact that this movie is so like this is just how he's doing it because he, again he doesn't he isn't trained in what people are and he's having these emotions for the first time and all this shit is just weird. It's gonna, I'm just gonna take off my clothes now and run around in the rain. You know, he's got he's got no rules. He's like, and that's great. But a lot of people then, and I guess maybe nowadays, I'm not sure if the reaction is different, but a lot of people are just going, but I don't get it and I don't understand. And he's just acting weird. It's like, and well, that was me four years ago. So maybe those people just need yeah. to watch it again. But the movie is basically giving you. Or all- not, and don't tell me about it. Yeah, there you go. Just don't <laughs> oh, write, that's also an option. Don't write it up yeah. on the internet and expect me to read it. You could not um, talk about that movie on the internet. <clears throat> Whoa. <laughs> Right? People forget that not doing something is an option. It is one of the options you could do. It's like, did you know you, you cannot talk about Glee? That's so cool. It's possible you could have a thought and not express it to other people. <laughs> um, just, uh, it's it, especially not demand that they uh, acknowledge that you've expressed. Respond it. and tell you why. Yeah, but the okay. I and I like I said I don't think I at the time I at the time was in I didn't go this movie sucks and I hate it I was just kind of like I think I I didn't quite get where what that was whatever whatever my head needed to be soaked in at the time it wasn't soaking properly it, it wasn't immersed enough in that and i've come to appreciate it later yeah, on sure. and and again the idea that the movie has already given you 
I think, all the clues you need to sort of not be confused by what's happening right now. And it's all the things we've been talking about. It's the fact that, you know, he's this as from the replicants point of view, from Howard's point of view, he's going to die any minute. His, you know, his, his, his whole life has basically been futile. He's at the mercy of, of human beings and everything else. Um, and, you know, they, he, he can do, he literally has killed his own God and he has no, he literally has no moral compass. And yet he's the most human of, <laughs> of any of the characters in terms of at the end, he's like, so, you know what? I choose not to fucking kill you. How about that? Cause it doesn't matter That's anyway. That's the choice I make. I'm making it. That's, yeah. It's not, I have my reasons. You don't get to know them. Fuck yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, it's just the fact that, uh, you know, in the end, he just kind of goes, eh, it's all kind of fucked up, isn't it? Just kind of messed up everything. Yeah. yeah. Everything's just kind of stupid and weird and bad. But, you know, it's too bad. You got to, you know, keep going because I'm out. Yeah. At least I'm done. I tried. <laughs> yeah. I'm out of there. I'm out of here. Did my best. Took a whack at it. Good luck to you. You know. Godspeed and everything, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but so, so the fact that it just it it, it sets up this uh, this this scene where it's like, what well, boy, talk about a scene where you have no idea where it's going to go or how this is all going to end. Uh, you know, good for you, movie, which which I like. It was like that is not what the exterior of the the bread right, looks, looks like, like very much. Well, isn't <laughs> isn't that like the same? Like, isn't that a map meeting? Because aren't those some columns at the entrance? Yeah. No, the Bradbury does not have big squirrely Mayan columns. No, I mean, it, but in the in this movie, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the art directory there, yeah, art yeah. direct wise, they're certainly yeah. trying to make it look. It's like, like if yeah. the Bradbury had a baby with the Ghostbusters building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, crossed crossed with some kind of Frank Lloyd Wright Mayan temple homage. Yeah, um, a lot of a lot more vines than you would expect. More vines than the Bradbury. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, Especially yeah. for a planet where all the life is dying. Yeah, where there's no real animals anymore. Well, apparently vines are doing fine. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're, they're radioactive they're vines. Back. They're good. Yeah. Vines, are, vines are kicking ass in uh, downtown Los Angeles, you know, which fern, is good. They're, they're from ferns, which are a whole weird thing. Yeah. different. They got spores. I don't they know. Have, they have a hard time. But yeah, so. How is he climbing with the broken fingers? He's Harrison... Well, he's not, very, totally not very not well, as we're about to find uh, out. He's like, oh, this is not going well. Brian, that's day one movie shit. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Harrison Ford's fingers can break as much as Harrison Ford wants them to break. He doesn't and he's need still- his hat in this movie. <laughs> that's right. He's doing it all without a hat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's confused the whole time. He would be better off with the hat. Yeah. This movie would have been done in the first scene. Getting a haircut that's Bush Bush your favorite Bush shot. Yeah. Well, this is more justified. He's not like holding it up in the air. He's trying to force it forward to get a grit, an edge to hang on to. I'm buying that one. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, again, <laughs> he, but thank you for acknowledging <laughs> the, the very cinematic and completely illogical and, movie uh, trope. You know, hand rising the up hand rises up and just like it's waving at you like jazz hand, which is like if you're trying to grab onto something, you grab. You don't go, I'm holding my hand in the What's air. What's funny is most of the times I've seen that trope in movies, it has been Harrison Ford doing it. Harrison Ford, I think, may have popularized Maybe he just doesn't know how to climb stuff. Yeah, he's that, bad at climbing. That and the monster hand that comes out from under the covers like a crab, as monsters do. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to stick my hand well, out Trey, from under the covers. How is the disembodied hand going to move? Going to look like a like a crab. It's just like someone taking their hand out look, from under the covers. Think that's how things moves that's how hands move well if you're just a hand it makes perfect sense (laughs) i I mean that's that goes without saying yeah if you were only a hand you would have have to live in a society we have some basic assumptions you would have to move like a crab i mean i think that's a given we can just take that and move on don't waste my time (laughs) yes yes obviously yes 
So now witness we go. Will, witness will stop stating the obvious yeah. and move on. In all right, the future, now why, all buildings yeah, have fans right, on top. Right, now why the windmills and the spotlights into the lens with occasional anamorphic flares? I? Because we all die in the end, I told you. <laughs> well, as a kid, I thought that it was like a wind farm wow. on top of the building. I, I still believe that would be the case. That, yeah. That's oh, not, no, I, I go with that. I'm happy first. for whatever explanation you want. I'm also happy with literally none whatsoever. It looks yeah, awesome. just yeah. like, I don't know, that's how we future. How else do done. we get the strobe effect going? Yeah, that's how we... Have just cool posts. <laughs> and again, whatever. Like, good for you, movie. My my hero. How is he going to handle the situation? Well, he's going to fuck it up and lose his gun and run away <laughs> and not get away. That's the hero of our movie, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to eventually just give up because he can't hold on anymore. And then the villain's going to yeah. save him and make weird faces while after he does kind it. of a date rape. Uh, so that he doesn't know who's it's appropriate to kiss. He just learns. <laughs> I just again the just. We'll talk about Game of Thrones in a second. Where has he keeping but, that dove this whole time? Yeah, so, oh, I found a dove, by the way. Is this your dove? Again, that's what I, I'm, I love the fact, in retrospect, like I said, I just wasn't, I didn't have my, I was like, oh, it's going to be a fun romp like Indiana Jones. Um, didn't have my head in the right space when I first saw this movie. And then, of course, you have to wait eight years to see it again because there's no such thing as home video. Uh, and... Wait a second. Is it 1982 in the thing you're talking about? 82. Oh, yeah. I see. And okay, so, cool. yeah, in, in my story, you, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. the far off uh, ancient land of uh, 1982 when, when everything was all steampunky. Um, was Jay- but the fact that, that like, oh, okay, thing. wait, I, I see what this movie's about. Oh, now I get it. I just wasn't, you know, it's not Indiana Jones 3. That, that was my mistake, not the movie's mistake. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that it's just, it, it's this. Yeah, man. And there's yeah. not really a lot of, like, one of the reasons why you don't see very many movies like this is that there's not mainstream movies don't do this yeah this is what a lot of arty movies are like it's a lot a lot of foreign movies are like this but this isn't what a lot of hollywood movies are like because everyone walks out of blade runner going what the fuck was blade runner about that's why (laughs) and then the second weekend box office isn't as good and then you're not a real movie the end so i don't understand though because i am a newcomer to this blade runner thing i don't understand the uh all the different cuts so what what is how how different really noticed anything that's I weird noticed i mean the theatrical with the it's cleaned up certainly yeah the theatrical with the voiceover was because they're like no one's gonna get this you gotta explain okay. it to I, them i guess that and that then, that is missing and we're not i'm not getting that yeah. effect because of course we're doing because this audio, you wouldn't have heard it anyway but not uh, having the the narration is a big change yeah it is um is it throughout the entire film it's yeah it, it happens a lot yeah huh. and it's just like a classic noir so thingy. it's possible yeah. that yeah. if you had seen that version first you wouldn't have hated it it probably still wouldn't have like you know done anything for you but mm-hmm. it would have made more sense and that is at least in the past has been your kryptonite of i don't get it no <laughs> I stars don't get it. i hate yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you guys so- like wild wild west though <laughs> <laughs> spiders right uh, giant mechanical spider so yeah so there's uh there's the narration and then in the theatrical release uh, the studio went. Oh, sad ending. We can't do that. We need a happy oh, right, ending. Right, right, right. So there's, yeah, uh, so there's the Shining. The Shining. Yeah, they take he loves, from the Shining. He loves the thing. You gotta go. Gotta okay, go so so there's gonna be an ending of sorts. Uh, does this end with just the elevator door closing? Is that what goes on here? Then don't remember exactly how it ends. So. Um, I don't remember. Rucker Howard's about to catch fire. Boom. <laughs> and he just flies away. It's like, haha! You have no idea what's going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah, John Woo. <laughs> At the age of like 18 is going, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> All right. I like that. Oh. I like that. I, like that. I, I got the, I, it didn't make sense till the dove. Now I like the dove. <laughs> John Woo goes at the end of the movie. Oh, oh no. Dove. dove. That's genius. Dove. It was all about the dove. Now it's genius. 
dove. And he's like, he's got like a notebook and it's just like he's just flipping through it like with a pen in his, in his mouth like doves, 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 flip, flip, doves, 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 doves. And he goes like gets to a new page. Doves. <laughs> Thinks about it for a second. Two doves. doves. <laughs> I think he wrote fight once. Yeah, fight, yeah. fight, 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 fight. Dove, 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 fight. Dove. <laughs> it was like that. Gato. It's like that. <laughs> Like there was someone wrote the the someone graphed a Stephen King novel. It was like talk 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 fuck talk 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 boo fuck talk 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 fuck boo fuck boo Cadillac Maine boo boo fuck 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 talk 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 talk. So John Woo bad ending. Fight 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 dove fight dove fight dove fight dove 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 fight. And Edward James almost just comes back and goes movie over now. Yep. Are we done? Can I can I give you the last thing I made? It's good. Okay, so probably this is where it's just so he's still going to say it's too bad she won't live. Then again, who does? But then again, who does? He didn't seem to say that, or is he about to say that? He's, he's about, about to say that. Okay. about to, yeah. It, it's not the same. And it's actually a good delivery it. of the line, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a really I mean, hard it's, line. To, ultimately, it's, it's a hard a, line to say well. It's uh, when it comes down to like the, the, you know, what does it mean to be human? It's like, well, just you don't know if you're dying tomorrow either, man. Just if, if you, if you like each other, <laughs> nothing else It's like, go ahead and kiss her. If she wants to kiss you, do it. Fucking deal with it. You might, you might, you might both go tomorrow. So come on. You almost fell off a building like eight times tonight. And you're worried about when she's going to die, dude. Yeah. You were the worst at your job. You were only <laughs> you saved. So you were only saved by a robot that was mostly naked. Yeah. <laughs> he had a dove. His hands were empty earlier, and he had a dove the whole time. So you do, you do the math. What are your calculations tell you? Synthetic. Mm, I think it was a real dove. Ooh. Oh, John Moo's like real dove. Picked up, picked up, picked up, picked up, picked up. That's what it sounds real like dove. when doves cry. <laughs> Goose. <laughs> that, that was, God, I hate geese. That, that was oh, the God, first draft. So was was geese? Yeah, but then, it was too big when he yeah. was holding it. <laughs> kept shitting on him. I like our movie podcast. <laughs> I think we were we're getting to we, it. We, we, we're, we're, we're finding like, depths of Blade Runner. We, we, that, we are I'm certainly gonna, giving Blade Runner the all the respect it takes. Long, it's internet. a long movie. My best impression of what are you doing movie. This movie is pretty. John Woo likes birds. Yeah. <laughs> we have we haven't even talked at all about TV like what weird what a uh, what a fucking nightmare was to make the movie like the yeah. actual oh experience. God. Oh, I don't know anything about that. Tell me. Uh, it was a fucking nightmare. The whole thing is oh. right. Uh, it's mostly all rain. in the back lot, but it's all rain all the time. Everything's wet. Uh, it's, it's famous for Ridley Scott like being a British director working with an American crew, and they didn't get along. Uh, so the crew at one point, like Ridley Scott said something like, you know, I like English crews because when you tell them to do something, they say right away, governor or something like that. And so the crew had T-shirts printed up that said right away, governor. Uh, uh, and yeah, and like they were going to strike or, you know, protest or whatever. And they just and he, he talked about it that at the screening in the Q and A that I saw. American people make movies like this. British uh, people make movies like this. It uh, goes the other direction so too. It's interesting. There's someone Georgia was, that someone that, someone that I, I admire and like on Twitter was talking about. Oh God, you know, you go to the British company and they're like craft services, like you know, two oranges and a, and a sugar cube, and it's like yeah. you can just tell they hate their crews. It's like. Um, it's a different culture. It's a yeah. different culture. Um, for example, you know, like Renee talked about on Xena, it's like it's like it's not that they don't care about the crew. It's like they don't have craft service. They have tea. 
It's like instead of like there's food all the time, all the time. It's like they have tea in the morning and at night and lunch, you know, and second breakfast and everything else. It's like it's like they serve tea. It's a formal. It's right. like it's not like there's food all the time. It's not. You, this is their shitty version of lunch. It's you, this is tea. Yeah, you don't have to go eight hours before there will be any food available. It's like the tea will be. You know, tea is never more than three hours from any time you are. But so they are gonna call the cookies biscuits, and it's weird. And, and just, just you have it. to deal with that because that's just messed up. You can't. They can't help it. They just don't know any better. Hey, Martin. They're not biscuits, man. But the yes, the the cultural difference. We have a lot of British listeners. I'm picking Martin. The cultural difference between British crews and American crews, and and what is standard procedure and behavior is is different. And there's a lot of culture shock that can happen that way. Happened with Cameron on Aliens. Happened with uh, Lucas on on Star Wars. Yep. So this movie was impossible to make. So this was backwards. Yes. This was this yes. was the, the British director coming to America, and oh, these us entitled union. Rah, we yeah. want everything all the time. We must be told we're special and wonderful. Yeah, and uh, uh, and then okay, so that's where this movie ends. It doesn't have that whole. It doesn't have yeah. the. Uh, what, is, what does the other one do? The other one cuts to helicopter footage from The Shining of flying over <laughs> over landscapes of, of a car driving while well, Han Solo's yeah. like yeah. well, well not the, it's the shots without the car in it. It's just the flyovers, uh. but the. Um, but the uh, it's by the way Trumbull and Yusurich again from Silent Running same two dudes yeah. And the other guy was there fucking John Dykstra, who was busy that's, this year. That's why. That's why. That's why it looks like Alien because it's not. Uh, it wasn't Giger didn't have anything to do with this, but Sid Mead uh, mm, also was okay. uh, the designer on uh, on Alien. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, the ending. The only ending that I that I know of. I, that I, I I know at the time I would have especially gone like, what the hell? Ah, oh, what the hell? Movie? What the hell? Because you can see that the narration and the tacked on ending were the attempt to go. This is way too arty. We put way too much money into this thing for this to be an art film. Oh my god, we have to make it the accessible for the audience. Um, yeah, the uh, the ending of Blade Runner that has always been the ending of Blade Runner to me. Um, then from that moment there cuts to. Literally, because it was it was tacked on at the end with just voiceover and the actors aren't in it or anything like that. But it's literally just aerial footage of flying over a landscape, which is B-roll from The Shining. Um, and uh, and uh, well, maybe we should try that just to see if they can get away yeah, with it. Well, they they did. They tried for, you know, in this movie. That, and then Harrison Ford's narration saying, but Tyrell actually had told me that Rachel was special and didn't have an incept date. It was like, well, we don't know how long we'll have together, but. We'll find out. But yeah, she's probably like, immortal, so yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Thelma so. and Louise moved to New Zealand yeah. where they became yeah, exactly. carpenters. Yes, <laughs> they lived happily ever after. They're fine. Don't even worry about that. No. Lassie <laughs> went to the circus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Where the wet fern grows, two dogs grow up to become very, very old dogs <laughs> still alive yeah. to this day. Old, old Yeller, Yeller was yeah. wearing a bulletproof yeah. jacket. Old Yeller was totally fine because Dad... Old Yeller went on to invent time travel <laughs> remember and how we, shorts. Remember how we said Dad was a Terrible shot. Well, thank gosh for that, oh, eh? So that bit of foreshadowing paid off. So in anyway. a Serbian film, he did not fuck his child. Well, that's very interesting. I think I think the me of <laughs> yes. Now you don't have to watch a Serbian me film. of nineteen eighty two would probably have gone. You know, all was probably would have been all the more like what? It does. Who wins a movie like that where they just get in the elevator and the and what and credits and stop? What are you doing? You're telling um, me a cine technician named George Pokinghorn. <laughs> Wasn't British. <laughs> I'm pretty sure a he was. Cine British. technician tray named George a technician Hulkinghorn. Some of them they brought out from the. Hey, Dream Quest. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good that shit. Early, early Dream Quest. Um, 
So okay, that's that's interesting. I mean, I keep I, for thirty years I've been hearing about footage of a unicorn. There was no footage of a unicorn. It was, was there. That, it was a it was a brief shot. Away, it was a brief shot. Okay, so it was like for an instant there was there was footage yeah. from Legend of the Unicorn. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it had Trey stoked as a douche yeah, on right. it. And it's Trey like, will oh, never, this is one chance. To see Trey will never. Trey right. will avert his eyes accidentally and never see this. <laughs> it just unicorn. says no one will believe you. You keep you keep <laughs> claiming that there's a. Uh, You'll just have to watch the movie again, Trey. You keep claiming that there's such a thing. Thanks to William S. Burroughs. For the use of the title Blade Runner. And Alan Norris. They, yeah, they pulled the, the title from a different... Yeah. Why are they book. called Blade Runners? Because it sounds super cool. Yeah. But Blade Runner is yeah is actually the guy who brings the drugs in the William S. Burroughs story. It's like, but uh, why is he called a Blade Runner? Because he, he carries a blade. Because it super fucking cool. No, because he carries a blade. He's carrying drugs and cash, man. You got to carry a blade when you're the runner. Uh, so... Uh, that sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. but for some, but, <laughs> but for some reason, uh, it became the title, the name of uh, you know of, of uh, a guy who kills replicants in of, the future, of robot hunter. <laughs> yeah. Because fuck you, we all die in the end. All right, that's right. Because so, what, what does it mean to be a drug dealer? It means carrying a blade. That's what it means. I've already made my my point about how I'm just over the moon that I enjoyed Sony this. Pictures Image Works existed. Well, and this this was the reboot. I and was I'm, like, wait a minute, they couldn't have existed hey, then. But Sid no, Dutton. this is the this is the restoration. It's about. I met Sid Dutton at Zoe. Sid Dutton and Bill Taylor. Um. All so, the usual suspects. Yeah. Hey, the orphanage. Cool. Uh, so I, I'm serious about my point that I was making earlier, by the way. If you are someone who likes Blade Runner and kind of gets it, or at least gets it enough to like it, and you have like a cousin or something like a nephew, niece, who's like 14 and weird, and they haven't seen weird movies yet, hold <laughs> kind of hold them by the hand and introduce <laughs> them to Blade Runner and try to contextualize it for them so that they they clearly won't like it the first time they watch it, but make it so that they get that it's okay and that the movie was being done on purpose and it's not a wrong movie. It's just a weird movie. And sometimes movies can be like that because if someone had done that for me, I'd be like years ahead in my appreciation of cultural shit. And right now I'm just now starting to figure out why Liar Liar isn't the best movie ever made. (laughs) I'm I'm serious. Like just decide that you're going to show them Blade Runner and have that be a cool moment between you. They'll thank you for it. And uh, I'll thank you for it too. I like this movie a lot. I think it's, Honestly, I was telling Chloe earlier, and she was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't say that. You sound weird if you say that. It's the, like the coolest movie that's ever been made. It's so fucking weird." And Guys, I, have you heard about this Blade Runner <laughs> movie called Blade Runner? I know you've heard it's a and piece of shit. That title doesn't have anything out. to do with anything in the movie. And I don't understand why other people don't like this. Han Solo doesn't fuck the merman. And <laughs> what? What? The guy from Deadwood has a little dildo monster. <laughs> It's the best movie ever. Like the like the I'm on shrooms summation of, of Blade Runner. The, the score like, is that quack sound from a Casio keyboard. The worst Amazon review ever of all time. <laughs> I don't know what was going on in this movie. Most of the colors were black or <laughs> red. Uh, no, it's just great, man. And I, I, it's fucking cool. That's all I'm saying. It's just cool. It was like shot through a hole in the wall in a weird sex club in the future in a dream and a nightmare. <laughs> and the snake. I'm glad that I get it now, or at least pretend to get it. I'm glad that I'm okay. Remember when you I'm said that you already okay. said your piece about this? That I'm okay not getting it. That's yeah. my. That's where I'm at with Blade Runner. Okay. It raises all the question of just pretending to get it. Is that the same as getting it? <laughs> right. In some t- in some context. What does it yes. mean to get it? Uh, Trey, it mean to get it? is the Pope a bear? Ah, in the woods, yes. Brian, Blade <laughs> Runner. Yes, I like I said. I think it's a great movie. Just don't be an asshole about it. <laughs> yeah, Can't really. you say that about? Are you being? Contra- are you being? Contra- yeah. Are you being like? Yeah, are you being second true. hipster now? Yeah, I'm like you're, you're signaling my hipsterness. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of like you can like, like the eyes of justice, but for this. 
Yeah. Hipsterness what? and atheism, you can kind of always be like, yeah, it's fine. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just don't be I like, asshole I about it. You're right, but just don't make a thing <laughs> out of like it. Lean, lean in the corner at parties like, like an asshole and be like, I like hipsters that aren't douchebags. You know, most of them are, though. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe. Yeah. Um, this is Philip K. Dick done right. There's a lot of ways to do it wrong. See paycheck, etc. Paycheck um, is based on a Philip K. Dick. Yes. Wow. Um, and was it the Adjustment Bureau? Is a Philip yes. K. Dick? They're all okay. they're all Philip K. Dick. Okay. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. That, all, that's that is a a super bad movie. I'll say that. They're all like well, no, super bad's a different movie. <laughs> it's really easy to read a Philip K. Dick movie and say to read a Philip K. Dick book and be like, wow, that is shocking and interesting and what a great idea and I wonder how you could make that into a movie. You fuck it up is how you make it into a movie. <laughs> you people, can't is the answer. Well, you, you can. Shouldn't. You can. But you make this. And yeah. there's no way to make Commercial it. Commercial movie. You can't There's make. no way to make it like palatable and still have the spirit. Like you can. I have no problem with Paycheck having a place in society. That's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Just, you know, it's not what the original. It's based on a single sentence in a book that he wrote that was about fucking something entirely different. Um <laughs> So <laughs> seems like most of his books are about fucking something entirely different. Yes, this it one, is. This movie certainly is about something about fucking something entirely it, different. It, they all are. You're you're right. <laughs> Go Philip. Go PKD. Anyway, Trey the Ferd. We, we, we could be in trouble right now. Uh, Teague is getting the I, pizza. pizza <laughs> T has left the building to get but the I'll, pizza, I'll, I'll, which means I have to vamp because how do we do the outro well, until he gets back? I think you're supposed to say what what Blade Meaner. I know, but I just I to you, I'm, but clearly I'm going to have to vamp it. You do your until he's back in position because I can't throw it to him well, until he's there to gotta, throw it to. You got to start vamping. See, we're already then, doing it. Which thank you for backing me up on this well, one. Well, now we just should try just, not to call too much attention to it. <laughs> Oh wait! Is this like, working? like people can't tell if I'm vamping, which is mostly what I do when I'm. Yeah, vamping. I it's this is well, this is a very interesting educational because I I have like I said at the very beginning I haven't paid a lot of attention to all the whatever flavors there are to Blade Runner, um, and certainly haven't paid much attention to all of the interpretations of Blade Runner. Of course, he's not a replicant; that would be stupid. And any, what are you talking about? Or everybody? he is, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, Who or cares? if he is, and what sure. the story the story Fine. isn't telling us that he is, other than in your insane world of some people. So it's like. Yeah, is uh, is he wearing purple underwear? Sure, talk about it all you want. Just don't post it. Um, post it. Just don't make me. Read yeah, it. just don't expect me I to read care. it and don't quiz me on it afterwards. Sure. Anyway, so the I it was it was interesting to see this version finally and realize it wasn't like strikingly different. I didn't like wait. Well, uh, there was a shot of bikini girls that I've, I've never seen before. It's weird that they sort of oh we got to get that back in. That has to go in. Like of all the things, like well, we got to make sure that's in there. You you didn't get the uh, the audio experience, but in this version, it's all Duran Duran. Oh, nice! That's good. It's almost like somebody on on the production staff like married that girl, and for you know, like for thirty years, oh, yeah. she's been going. You'd cut me out of them. Okay, well, I swear to God, if we do a restoration, I'll put your your moment back in where you're dancing in a hockey mask. Yeah, um, yeah. Duran and, Duran. Yeah, and the you know the the what I thought was much more substantial, but apparently is a blink and you'll miss it because I literally did. Um, uh, unicorn shot, uh, which <laughs> 30 years of people are talking about the unicorn shot and I literally blinked and missed it, which is just <laughs> an example of how everyone needs to just calm the fuck down about Blade Runner. Uh, <laughs> it's not that big a deal, these changes. Uh, and and I, I definitely like, you know, again, not getting the full effect without 
not not hearing the narration, but not seeing it show up in our in right. our subtitles, um, and the fact that it just cuts off. It's like, well, then they got in the elevator, and that's the uh, that's our story, folks. You maybe know, they died, maybe they didn't. Uh, maybe Fuck they it. made it. Maybe they haven't. You know, um, I like again, who does? I like that in, in the exact, for exactly the same reason. That I don't think I would have liked it at the time. You know, I would have been like even more like what? But uh, I think it's awesome, and I think it's awesome that someone made this movie. And it's not that Ridley Scott didn't know what he was doing. He wanted to make exactly this. Um, just like Tim Burton, I think, always intentionally does exactly what he does. Uh, I just think we're not always bound to like it. What's wrong, man? <laughs> Don't you like my smart people movie? Yes. So, um, you know, God bless you, Blade Runner. And uh, it's it's nice that it's... I, I, I will say, not having again, not having had the full effect, I like the concept of this version. It's not crazily different than the version I'm used to. And it does have the, the lamest parts of the version I'm used to taken out so i probably think this is probably the best version and whatever that interim version is the director's cut i don't know what that one is but uh you know and also with the restoration and everything else oh you yeah know, wahoo so uh yes so i'm prepared to I'll, even even without a full tasting i will put my stamp on like uh yes the the final cut is the preferred version of blade runner and that's the one you should watch trace Stokes preferred trace Stokes preferred this has been what are you doing movie you can always find more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com go to itunes subscribe get a brand new episode every single week twitter.com slash friends and head facebook friends in your head and friends in your head at gmail.com go to the forum involve yourself in the conversation it's a wonderful group of people it's growing every single week Holden Hill designed and the website you can buy our shirts you can give us money we're not asking for the same it's a big old PayPal button you throw some money at michaelscottfund.com and please do Holden Hill designed and the website and said some weird shit about your sister and until oh, next man. time my name is T. Christie no. I am also a turtle Jay Stokes this is me what do you do good night Chloe just void compass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to react. <laughs> no. So that's a Stargate reference. Wow. But um Someone makes a random Stargate reference. How do you No, respond? because uh in her <laughs> so one of the questions in the replicant quiz is you are uh, There's a tortoise. Yeah. You know what a tortoise yeah. is, right? It's it's like, like a turtle, that. same thing, sure. Yeah. But uh it, when Claudia Black is taking the test to like be part of the Stargate team, oh, did they do uh, a reference? They did. They asked her that question, oh. and she answered, "Because I am also a tortoise." <laughs> ah, that made more sense than it initially seemed. And, and let me tell you, exploded. it initially meant nothing to me at all. <laughs> it is. Let's watch Stargate next. Very self-aware. Yeah. Oh, could we? No, just all the show. Just all 10 seasons. Yeah, just right, right now. Just strap in. Well, we're going to need more pizza eventually, but otherwise we're good. Friendsinyourhead.com.